Hello and welcome to Tattoo Collecting 101. How's everybody doing tonight? Um, as usual, we're beaming out to you from the uh, glorious Red Tree Studios here. Um, just wanted to get things started with uh, thank you to Podcasting Collecting 101 <laughs> um, and how we do this weekly and at our time. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but really, it's all about Guy Atchison and the uh, inventor of um, reinventing the tattoo. Reinventing. I, come on, Fawn. Let me fumble. No, I was kidding. trying to help you. I was trying to catch the ball, man. I can't let my teammate <laughs> fumble um, too bad. But yeah. See why we see how hard it is for Kyle now. Kyle's All these times we've been giving him a hard okay. time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so thanks to reinventing for allowing us this opportunity. But Fawn's still on the road and heading this way. So until she gets here, Jess was gracious enough to sit down and uh, go over some things with us. And uh, I thought it would be really cool because I don't think you've ever been on the show, have you? Not for real. So tell us who you are. Hi, I'm Jess. Uh, <laughs> I am the manager for Pertubes, um, where we're sitting right now. Um, so I help run the warehouse out here and make sure everything's going smooth. So all the people that send in all those annoying fucking orders for needles and inks and t-shirts okay. and shit, you're the one that has to put in the back-breaking labor to facilitate those needs they're not annoying but yes i'm the one that does that <laughs> it's never annoying and we always graciously appreciate your patronage but yeah so that's that's day to day all day every day yeah and is that all you do with your because um, i see you all over the place that's not this warehouse I also do all the traveling for our conventions. So we've been doing a lot of conventions earlier this year. Um, just going, checking stuff out, um, getting more products out there and meeting new people. Um, and then I also do um, scheduling assistance for one of the artists here at Red Tree. So. Ballers, ballers, ballers. So to say your plate would be full would be an understatement. Yeah. Yeah. So how many shows, like you guys do show a month, every other week, like what's your normal travel schedule? Um, so the first part of the year we were doing about every two weeks or so. We did um, six or seven shows in a row. And now we have none scheduled for the rest of the year. We're just kind of taking a break and focusing on things internally here. And we'll see if any pop up for the rest of the year. But right now, don't have anything scheduled that way. What is, uh, what's your favorite part about traveling? Honestly, we just get to meet, meet so many new people, um, so many new connections with other people, good experiences with our crew. I really love our travel crew, so it makes it super nice. By travel crew, she means her, Brian, and Fawn, Derb, generally are the ones that handle that. Um, but yeah, it's nice when you've got homie support, you know, like yeah. people that actually back up and show up and do yeah. other things. Fawn knows um, I love traveling with her. She's a great roommate. I'm always sad when she can't join us on things. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm always sad when you steal her and I'm stuck here trying to uh, talk to myself. It never goes well when that's the case. You just um, have to come with us. It'd be like a traveling show then. That sounds amazing. Like carnival. Know. And I want that in my life. But, yeah, what do we? What do we? um so you've been collecting tattoos for how long now oh uh 12 years now at least mm. baby steps then huh 
It's not really getting any done. Just kind of taking it slow, being real selective. I'm very selective. Well, I mean, you have the opportunity to pick from some of the best. You see the best. Yeah. So, like, who have you spent your time collecting from? Um, I have a lot, a lot of work from uh, Nathan Marty. Nice. He owns Hollow Earth here in Columbus. Nate Dog. Red Tree. Um, he's an amazing human. I love collecting from him. Dark, spooky stuff. Always great. Um, Nate is OG body language. Um, he's back to the crew that where I started getting all my tattoos from. He's in that same yep. circle. I've known Nate since he was a tater tot or tatter tot. That's Vaughn's word. I always fuck it up. What is hey, it? It's not, it's not my word. I borrowed it from somebody else, but I just like it. Tatter tot. Tatter tot. There it is. I knew yeah, I was doing I feel it like, wrong. You know, I feel like it's not disrespectful, but we all start out as little tatter tots. Mm-hmm. Um, Nate was in that group of people that uh, the first place I ever saw that real growth environment was there. And he was part of that. Everybody drove each other. Everybody did better. Everybody was helping and, and showing each other tips and tricks. And it was a really cool. Place. It's, it was cool to be involved in stuff like that. So got a lot of respect for that did. Yeah, he's, uh, he's awesome. I, I'm very lucky to know people like him. Um, probably wouldn't be necessarily in the same path I'm in having not known people like that at Red Tree at that point right um so that's kind of cool um I was I was very fortunate to get shifted over when um uh well, not Kyle, when Kevin Stress and um uh, Rich Cook and before right before Nathan came over all moved to Red Tree that's actually how I got introduced to that crew was through that same group of people right before he came over here so it's like we kind of shifted almost at the same time so hey mr producer man would it be an issue to kill the fans in the background you are an amazing human being um and it, it it's really cool to watch that group grow yeah because it's it's been insane so who else other than nate have you been collected from um, I recently actually got tattooed by Fawn, so that was pretty cool. Fawn and Amber Joy are working on a collaborative piece on me, so that's pretty interesting. So you're one set short? Jess. Yep. <clears throat> what a sport. What a sport. <laughs> it was and right after is... Hell City. We were all exhausted, and it's like, oh, let's just do this little tattoo on this giant swath of legs. Yeah, it was a, it was a large piece for sure um but it was it was a cool experience i've yeah. never been tattooed by two people so that was new for me i've never done that um it's different i've never done that yeah it was definitely something i don't know how much more i would do of just because it is a lot with not having the intermissions between but it is also kind of nice because you don't have that like let down let it's down continual focus yeah. see now yeah yeah i could see that i've never done it i've got no i got zero input but like i'm i've always wanted to but at the same time it's like the real estate i have left for collabs mm -hmm. i don't want two people um <laughs> up in my armpits I'm jamming away see how it goes when i'm like actually well rested for the next session and not coming off of a week of setting up hell city and then working the true tubes for it during it and yeah. just being very tired that's one of the things we I actually... have to interject go ahead first of all you're making it sound like you sat like two and a half hours 
like you sat all day long and we got like an amazing first layer on your tattoo like uh i think we were all three pushing it because we knew we could but you sat really really well we were in not always the easiest places well i appreciate that but it will definitely i'll be okay. more prepared i'm gonna next time i'm gonna that'll be nice <laughs> i'm gonna park right beside ben's truck so you're gonna hear a bell ding ding see you do you need the door unlocked sure yeah we'll have the we'll have our producer of the day come and uh, open the door for you okay well Um, i'll be in in just a moment we'll wait for the big door it's coming open so who else do you collect there um i have some work from brandon sontag as well um he's here at red tree now He is who I do scheduling for, so nice. have something from him. Represent. Yep, um, a lot of work from Austin Yancey, so super bright and colorful. Yeah, he packs that color, Ian. Yeah, I feel like I wear enough black that I probably should have some, like, color in my life. I feel you. So, so I do it. Um, I think I need darker tattoos because I wear too many colors. Oh. <laughs> um, what else? Nice intro. I'm glad you got to come hang. She said she doesn't want to hang out with me anymore because she has work to do and fonts. Sorry, guys. But, I've got things uh, to restock. So um, one of these days, we're actually going to have to do a full episode with you and sit down and go over your actual collection, pull up some of your side hustle stuff that we didn't even touch on, but drop your Instagram tag so people yeah. can go look at it. Do it. No. I'll do it for you if you don't. It's all good. Which the for the. For the, for the my terrariums? Yes. Okay, my terrariums, uh, Dryad Creations is my Not Instagram. Google it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she, she, we can talk about like, all that kind of stuff yeah. and collections and stuff. So. I'm going to get out of here so Fawn can take my seat. But yeah. thanks for joining us. It's good to see you. Take care of yourself. Yay, Jess. Let's give her a round of applause. That's not how this works. Clap her off the stage. <laughs> oh, never ending things to do here at the Red Tree Two Tubes warehouse. It's like um, every time I'm in here, she's on a ladder, putting something away, moving a crate, moving a pout, doing something. She's always humping and moving and working. So it was really cool just to be able to grab a minute over time and have her sit down with us. But Fawn is moseying her way in now. Yay, Fawn. Whoa, that's a cool fucking shirt. It's an Ohio shirt with a tattoo machine in the center of it. And I officially want one. Just saying. But it was probably made 32 years ago. There's probably no more and unavailable. I have a nice story about this shirt. Well, sorry to clear my throat for you guys. Um, So I was, uh, you know, I I occasionally have the calling to stop at a thrift store. Mm. When I have Mm. the calling, I know there's something in there with my name on it. Mm -hmm. So I was in, I believe, Mm -hmm. what is the name of the bougie thrift store? Bragorama. On high school, yeah, yeah. Rama. I believe I was in Ragorama. I also wasn't out of the closet that day, so it could have been there, but I think it was from Ragorama. I find this, I find two pairs of swim trunks, 
made my day. I also think I got a pair of jeans that made my hiney look nice. Nice. So I call that a win. I need some of those. Then cut to a couple years later, I start working at Rentry and Derp's like, where'd you get that? I was like, thrift store. Why? I thought it was cool. He was like, I designed that so many years ago, back when he was still at Stained Skin on High Street. Hmm. So like I said, you know how Derb's always been like designing <laughs> hats and like yeah. not only does he have Hell City shirts, but it's almost like a little clothing line where like things are available for so long and when they're gone, they're gone. Limited edition. Um so yeah, this was like Ohio tattoo, early derb coil machine. Super I think I still worked with a coil machine when I bought it. So I got it thrift, but I've had it for a long time. I don't know when it was actually made, but had my name on it. It's meant to be. It was supposed to be yours. It's like little baby Jesus came down from heaven and picked a shirt and just plucked it right in. in my existence, my grasp. So it's fantastic. First of all, how would you talk Jess into joining? She volunteered. What? Yeah. She all was right. like, you know what? Taking a break. I was like, Fawn's running a little late. We're trying to fit it in, make it work. And she was like, I'll sit down. Yeah. And I was like, you're yes. a baller. I uh, I also really don't hate the light bar back here. It looks pretty good. I was just going to not address it and see if we got any, you know, production quality. I also wanted to say, you know, how we hear a little bit of the feedback from the fans because of our condenser mics. You, know, you don't hear it. You don't hear it on broadcast. Yeah, it I think the big one might come through a little bit, but I, that's why I told them not kill the little ones because there needs to be some air movement. We're still in a warehouse, so like, <laughs> yeah, it gets a little stagnant yeah, when that's uh, stage. You know that you know that any sound stage is really a warehouse. Oh yeah, I'm like yeah. all or at, like all an production. airplane hangar. Right, it's in some tin foil building in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, a heat collector. Um, and we're you know it's what ninety today in Columbus. Or do we not quite get that? I looked at, you know, I looked at the store scrolled through, but I didn't actually pay any attention. To here's the, how the I picture. register heat, right? If I am sweating, standing still without doing anything, it's 90 something. At least upper 80s. And I think that's where we were today. I was oh, in the garage and I was like, the fuck is happening here? It's 78. No with way. With a high of 85. So okay, earlier so, today it was 85. So it was probably 85 when I made that. But yeah. it was also like humid as schneff because it was like... It has been humid and we had that little rain. thumbnail of a storm that came through. Check the weather this morning. You know what it said? Not going to rain until like 3. So you know what I did? I was like, cool. Bleh, bleh. Road, you know, half hour to get breakfast. Um, sitting there eating breakfast. Just watching storm clouds roll in. <laughs> I was like, I should leave now. And I rode real fast and rode home and pulled in the driveway. And in about four minutes of me being in the driveway, it was like. So as we all know, I'm an amateur meteorologist. So <laughs> we all know that, huh? That's just common fucking knowledge. Fun. I've got amateur meteorologists. On my phone. And I, if it allows me to like make my own call based on where I'm going to be and what I'm going to be doing and exactly where my little blue dot is. So anyways, where I was, the sliver of the storm was very tiny. I was like, look, we're in this little pocket where there's nothing. So I knew we went to the Mount Gilead State Park. I met my mom and my nieces for lunch. Also, segue, I have another thing to say about that when I'm done with the story. We, we go to the Mount Gilead State Park, and we're standing there, and we're looking at all the little fish on the edge. And we hear, hear the thunder in the distance, and I pull my phone out. I was like, oh, it's going to be clear for a little while longer. And when it's not, it's a little sliver of storm, probably 20 minutes tops. So <laughs> we already had the plan, like. Once it started raining, 
can just get in the vehicle and go to the other side of the park and just kind of wait it out and we found a perfectly dry spot so that went perfectly as planned picnic uninterrupted and you know picnic uninterrupted and, you know, my nieces are all about playing in the mud like literal right. they are like playing in the mud girls like they are gourmet mud pie crafters they are clay cake makers they are grass bread makers yes. they the grass bread is a, is a technique. See, you got to have the right rust gel. Well, otherwise, it's like purple oh, Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's just a pile of grass. And you, the only way to do that is practice. Yeah, you got to know how to roll the grass and just tuck the grass. Light it and, and then turn it. the grass upside down. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I was actually talking about little kids playing. Yeah, me too. Lots of lawn mowing clippings. Me too. Whatever. So, segue I was out of coffee creamer this morning. No. Oh. So I was like, do I go to Starbucks or do I go to Kroger and get myself some cream? And I decided to go to Kro Kroger or I decided to go to Starbucks because I really wanted a latte. And I was like, ah, going to have to wait in line because it's like eight o'clock and the line's going to be long. Stupid human. So I jaunted over to Kroger, got my stuff and went back home. On the way back home, <laughs> on the radio, they were talking about, you know how, and this is not to be, I'm not going down a political rabbit hole. So, but you know how like, right now the trend is there's a gender neutral version of everything so there's a new gender neutral for niece and nephew do you want to know what that is brother spawn nibbling a nibbling you're nibbling oh, oh my little nibblings or nibbling okay if you i'm letting that run regardless of gender identification because if it's neutral who gives yeah. a fuck with it all little babies are nibblings from nibblings. now on if you are this lower than my hip wonder. you are now a nibbling this leads me to wonder kyle maybe you could look this up for us what is the gender neutral for aunt or uncle like if nibbling is the new gender neutral for niece or nephew Nibbler. Which I love nibbling you know Nibbler. i say nibblers chidlin nibbling just sounds perfect like that i, I think I, I think the aunt and or uncle would be the nibbler i don't know <laughs> Uh, you're you going to love it. It's a pibbling. Pibbling? Yeah. Pibbling. Pibbling and nibblers. Pibbling and nibbling. Who wrote this? Who decided this, Kyle? We're looking at him. Genderrights.org. Like Genderrights.org. <laughs> they came up with this, or they're just sharing the information? Sharing it. I think they're probably just sharing it. I think they're just probably sharing it. Yeah, sorry, that was a real long rabbit hole to tell you about a 30-second blurb I heard on the radio, but I've been thinking about it all day. Hmm. Pibblers? Pibblers. And I want to know, like, so was, like Pibbler Bob? Was there a. Pibbler Ben? Was there an Pibbler official Kyle? meeting that you had to go to? Was there a. Uh, who decided that they could just make up fucking words? And how do I get on this committee? Because I think how I describe things, a lot of people would also really fucking agree with. Like, thingamajig. The whatsamacallit. You know what I mean? Like, you know, everybody's got little weird words for everything. Yeah. How do I get on that fucking... Who do I got to call? What letter do I got to write? I want to be on the makeup fucking words board. Hmm. I don't know. Do we call Webster? I suppose. So Webster. <laughs> okay, so I know like a word is slang for so long before it's actually considered a real word. 
but like so i need to be a slang a master word brand new phrase where like how long does that take like if it's a new invention that has a new name I don't know. I don't know who we call about this. I feel like Webster's might be the start. Well, if it's an invention, it's a Marianne thing. Webster's. It's a, it's a product. It's a trademark. So you would get your word based off your trademark, right? But if we're talking about a, a noun or you know what I mean, like something that's not a a product, it wouldn't have a registration. So then now if we're talking about a person or the doc or a thing, you know what I mean, like a noun. Yeah. It, it would be. Why can't we name Bowie's floating McBobs? You know, like floating McBobs. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like, how do how do we how do we get on that committee? I need a linguistic expert in our um, studio audience to. Oh wait, we don't have a studio audience. In our listener audience to let me know what form I need to fill out to become a word maker upper. A wordsmith. A wordsmith. Thing. Well, see, if you're saying it had to be slang for so long, so what you're telling me is we need to be culturally influential enough to... Don't take that as fact. No, so hear me out. So I drove past the hot dog place the other day, and on the menu was a glizzy. It said, we've got glizzies. And I'm like, now, is that he just saying he's got hot dogs? Or now, is that a specific topping setup? And am I just old enough now that i'm like the fuck is a glizzy because like i know like i get I it like it was the slang for hot dog things. right but like what was it Did i don't you know, know. I didn't you, didn't, stop. you didn't i thought we were gonna have an answer oh, it's, to this it's story. the igloo place by the train tracks oh do you want to stop like we can it's supposed to sound like a blizzard or it has a so but he said now we have glizzies so is this a specific hot dog no, is this a specific a topping group or is it just a like overarching what if hot dog term me out. it's overarching okay so what if it's not even talking about a hot dog what if it's talking about an icy beverage then he's doing it wrong and he should be fired like because if is, my old ass like, knew it was have... it's not their hot dog spot and they should go ice cream but they didn't they chose hot dogs hmm. so anyway because <laughs> i've also been like y'all got like a milkshake or something he's like not fam, hot dogs. He gets like ostrich and gator and crab and like he gets some crazy shit in there. And he puts it on a little board, like. But hear me out. How like, long did we have to say glizzy, glizzy until it became like, overarching hot dog and not someone going glizzy, glizzy, glizzy? I think of like the summer of the island boys. We're talking about the I, I, boy. Yeah, that's what Glizzy makes me think of because like their videos kept popping up on my feed all the time. And I feel like Glizzy is one of the words they said a lot that didn't really have any meaning behind it. Like every time they used it, I'm like, are you, is that what you're calling your block? Is that what you're calling your gold glitter? Is that so I see green? Is, is Glock also Glizzy? I don't know. That would make sense. They are also plastic and cheap. Just like a hot dog. <laughs> oh, I mean, clocks are great. All oh, you snap finger people. Clock bite, it's real. It's a thing. Clock bite? Yeah. So the, One time I got pinched. I didn't get bit back here, but I got pinched. Yeah, you got it. It wasn't my gun, though. Yeah, was it going to clock? That's what they do. You're like, hey, skin, fuck I you. don't know. First of all, it was a 45. This is how I know that it's way too big of a gun for me to be handling. 
second of all, I just didn't feel right in my hand from the start. I fired it once and was like, here you go. I gave it right the back answers, to my friend. No. Like, no, um, not that we ever talk about firearms on the show, but the gun's not too big. Your stance is wrong. And anytime you would well, like to do no, that, we can figure my that stance out. was great, but the way it like rocked my bones in the stance, like my shoulders were jarred, like it was just too much. <laughs> too much play. Yeah, it was um, too much for me. I feel like it, even if a rifle had that much kick for me, that'd be too much. That's where I was headed. Uh, I had the honor and privilege of being able to shoot about 750 yards on a 50 cal one time. And um, it was six shots it deep. Wrapped your bones, right? Before I was like, "Okay, I'm good." <laughs> no, I it went ting. Like, there's no more. There's nothing else. Like, we worked. I hit it seven times. My favorite gun good. that I've ever fired is this old beat up revolver. It's a 22. It's huge. It's cantankerous. But man, that sucker is a dead shot, and I just love it. And there's nothing. Like, there's not even like a stamp on it there's no like maker's mark or anything like it's not an expensive gun it's just a beat up old little 22 that's been just piddled with forever and it's so just, it. my stepdad's gun it, is that why bit. why 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 other than like the kind of shape of the machine why did tattoo guns become tattoo guns because in my mind they don't look anything like guns and i don't so i don't get the collation i get shooting ink because you're sliding the ink you're shooting it into the skin that makes but you're not and uh, the jump's too far for me hmm. so how did we how did we get to tattoo gun i mean the first ones were called like automatic pens and electric pens and things like that so like it's almost like we've come full circle but i don't know when they really just that is funny i don't really know when they became next time we talk to dana we need to ask him this we need to be like dana when did they start calling these tatty blasters guns <laughs> what did they go from electric pens to guns like back to machine to like what were all the iterations in there and like the nomenclature for our tattoo devices. language is so fun nomenclature <laughs> i remember one of the things i remember from biology and chemistry all the time anytime we're talking about anything organic it would be like a running joke that it was binomial nomenclature <laughs> like the latin <laughs> words name name system so like that's redundant in itself, but we have this whole system of two named species. But it, it is helpful because it kind of gives you the category and then it like breaks it down more specific. So Do you know what I miss? Helpful, but the Dewey Decimal System. I think that still exists. Like, because there are like occasionally libraries that still have like a bank of computers and like a couple shelves of books. Just makes me sad. The new ones are all barcodes. There's no table of context. No, there's I no think index cards box. A, a system for arranging them on the shelves. Yep. Beep. And it just tells them where to go. Lame. That right. do you remember having to learn that? Speaking of useless knowledge, because most uh, language is useless knowledge. You don't really use the 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 extent of vocabulary that that honestly, we're forced to learn. 
it was explained to me one time when I was very young and I never needed it explained again. And then by the time we learned it, like I was already, I don't want to be like, I was like Matilda, but like I knew my way around the library. No, I was pretty super stressed about it. I remember like there having to be specifics and like there was a whole test and. Yeah, for me, it made perfect sense, but maybe it's because it was like a nice system that kind of made like my own scatterbrained organization work by like everything falls alphabetically in this order. And if there's a book ahead of it, you just make it a decimal in between. It could be any decimal, just as long as it's between those two. And that's where you'd get decimals that were like super long. And then you'd have ones that were super short, kind of like, you know, where they were in the pecking order. <laughs> I'm more important. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, but it just, it made, it made perfect sense to me. It had, like the first time it was explained. Well, our learning curve is probably a little bit different. Huh. I'm just learning out there. Ben <laughs> struggled with letters and numbers. I was, I'm still severely dyslexic. Like, I, you know what I struggle with? Uh, I get threes and fives mixed up, which is kind of funny because you would think it's it the would loops. be twos and fives. It's the loops. Um, and fours and sevens for some reason I will, but I think it's because of when I learned how to write, I learned like traditional old school cursive therefore i learned like the old way to make your threes right. where they actually like right <clears throat> visually they're similar to the five and the fours and sevens are visually very similar so those two in my brain i have always transposed and then i have a hard time flip-flopping things like i'll flip-flop whole words or whole sequences of numbers there's there's three there's sequences of numbers and 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 whole like phrases in your brain there's letters and numbers letters backwards and numbers backwards right so there's three i i i do all three um so like if i am um severely unmedicated i can't form a sentence like it takes me so long to slow down to it's not the street it's not the dog ran down the street it's the street ran down the dog and it really <laughs> um but so until you figure out what the learning curve is at that like that age because i mean like, would you do that like third and fourth grade you're in the library you know what i mean like i was still like what <laughs> huh huh you guys you have to you have to do that one again there teach uh <laughs> man i don't know as a little kid i do got to give my mom credit she made sure I had a wonderful book collection like I had beautifully illustrated books and I was the oldest so like not pointing any blame or anything but you know books are one of those things that are hard to make it through multiple children you know I had pop-up books I had like I said just being she, the youngest she, she I was I was given a illustrated was books <laughs> I mean I could I couldn't read, but I was more obsessed with the pictures. I'd be like, no, don't turn the page yet. Right. You know, I was that kid. Like, yeah, you read it, but don't turn the page yet. I'm um, looking at that. Yeah. So um, for me, that like, Jess is making all kinds of noise over there. She said she was going back to work. Well, no one's mad at her. Pump, um, pump, pump it up. She's got her headphones in. She can't hear us talking shit. That explains everything. Um, but those like early, like developmental educational tools, like even early on, I had like, you know, we're talking like kindergarten, first grade, I was already like, you could tell I was struggling with like 
transposing numbers. Right. I'm not saying I was like behind reading or anything like that, but like you could just from a very early age, I was very like connected to the visual world and like the imaginary world. Right. Um, so I gotta give my mom a lot of credit for like nurturing that and like buying the more expensive book right. because as a kid I really enjoyed it and like man what a way to start to understand how the world works to have like beautifully illustrated books and like you know you can you can tell a story with the most simple illustrations but when like the whole story moves and flows it, it helps you to um, not only hear the words, but you can actually imagine being in the scene with the right. teller of the story. Like, as I was a little kid, it was almost like, okay, the words I'm reading are coming from the narrator, the words being read right, 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 right. from the narrator. But I would imagine, like, holding the narrator's hand, whatever character that may be, or, like, being there with the main character, just, like, tagging along and, like, you know, closing my eyes and getting lost in that realm and, like building things in 3d because i'd have these pictures as well as the words um so i don't know i think it things like that made those like harder to grasp concepts a little bit easier just because i was used to like using my brain in 3d in this imaginative way so yeah we that was the exact opposite i was i was number illustration i was number four so all the books are missing pages so we Nothing just we just kind of like made up the in-between pages like yeah bucky ran down the street and went into the forest because you had to tie it to the next page <laughs> or whatever you know um everything was colored over and or jesus themed so that was that was the main drawback of everything having a theme was it was the same thing over and 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 over and, over and, over and just different pictures you know like um so I also got drawn to the illustrations because reading was stupid. Um, and it was like, well, at least this one's got pretty pictures. Uh, I remember like the big family Bibles that had like the big waxy pages and like you could just flip to the big giant illustrations. Uh, yep. My family didn't have one of those. Yeah. Well, see, you know, different strokes, different right. folks. That's, that was what was available. <laughs> you wanted that or the Encyclopedia Britannica selection? You could start at A and read your way through. They had glossy photos as well. I read. Do miss the Encyclopedia days? Talk about organized organized thought. I mean, yes, but like sometimes you just have an itch for like you know knowledge about this. Just you knowledge. Go, like look up a random thing, or you just pull a like blind, pull a book, open a page, boom, learn about. Today we're like, learning about. I mean, we can learn about exponentially more than can fit on a bookshelf from our phones in the palm of our hands, which is pretty rad. But just the like thought of like, hmm, I wonder what the answer to this is. And actually, so, it right when you took the availability of knowledge out of the house and put it onto a grid, do you think there's a conspiracy to get everything digitized and then erase the digitation and dumb down the population back down to ground zero so there can be a mass population overthrow and we can just like. Let's start a whole nother show to talk about those ideas. That was no fun. <laughs> I was like, we could, we could really jump down these tracks. You know, it's, you know First off, I am totally not joking. Second off, I've often thought about that. Like, with the readiness availability of information, you put that on the individual user. It's no longer a forced application. You're no longer 
no, you don't grow up with the encyclopedias. You now have to look for that information. So when that's the, the search is now unavailable, I think a lot of people are going to be fucked. Hmm. Because the, the 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 need to learn is no longer there. Because if you can always look up the answer, I don't need to know that the here's a funny misconception. Capital of Ohio. We're under the impression that once information is on the internet, it's there forever. Oh. That's not true because if whoever is paying for that domain stops paying for that domain, that information is no longer available. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm not saying like once something is passed around and then is on multiple servers and stuff, it's like, the, okay, now it's we left a footprint. But like when we're talking like, you know, let's say somebody is doing a research paper on like the very specific history of one device and that you know there's only three books ever written on this thing and one person to do homework on and all of those books were in limited production because they were obscure like technology books that wouldn't be reprinted how do you find that information when that information no longer exists and books have become invaluable <laughs> Well, that was the first thing they did when they overthrew a civilization, even back in like the ancient Roman times, is they would go and they would destroy the libraries and they destroy the knowledge and they would destroy the history and the art. Well, that's that's history. So if, if you really want to look at art and encapsulating a moment and encapsulating a time frame and a style, and it, that is history. So when you go and you look at the portraits of the Mona Lisa, and that was indicative of the outfits and the shape of people's faces and hair and clothing and uh, like it art is history so in order to wipe out what you would consider to be a civilization you have to start with their base of knowledge and their history and their art and all their artifacts and everything and now you are just like me so well this guy so why do they asked. call it a gun <laughs> Um, <laughs> I still don't know the answer to that. Is it maybe because like could sound like a gun when they're like da, 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 da. I don't know. Is it maybe because it does have a grip on it, even though that grip isn't held the same way a gun is? Is it just because it's a short word? <laughs> you know that is probably more true than either of us want to admit. It, it is, is shorter word. than tattoo machine. So, all right, you win. Caddy, blaster, master. <laughs> I don't know. Whipping after. It's just probably, it's probably just because it's the shortest, laziest word to describe it. When I think it's funny now, everybody's like, so, um, <clears throat> how do I say this the right way? Um, the anti violence culture is so strong now that people even get offended of that even being like an uh, option like i know there's local studios that have uh names of weapons in their their um title and people just are like what well, well, that is just so just violent and why would we even replicate that culture and it's just kind of like it's been called a tattoo gun since 19 what probably the 20s thanks because <laughs> i didn't want to sound dumb um so like it's just like people that give Flash a bad rap. And it's like, well, that's what, you know, that's how we all got here, right? Yeah, that's the backbone. Like, I was I was having that conversation with somebody the other day, and it was just kind of like how, well, I mean, it was just a couple Flash pieces or whatever. And you're like, yeah, but, but those pieces but all wait. meant things and had purposes. And when it, in that time, 
people would see one another's tattoos and just know because there wasn't a lot of imagery. Like right. even now it's like that when I see somebody, their bio work might be totally different than mine, a totally different artist, but it's like, oh, hey, science nerd, what's up? Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those things. Like you're, if you're, if you're, if you're wearing bio, you're more than likely a science and or nature and or technology nerd or all of those combined. Yeah. Just because like, well, it seems to be a running theme because that's like what the art is. Because that's what the art is. When it was one of those, like, you, you can't really downplay what the roots of tattooing was. For a long time, it was. Criminal and sailors. More of the art was the same. Well, it was very thematic, if yeah, you will. Yeah, that's why, because you had these these ports where they were just, you know, the sailors would flood in and the tattooers would just pump art out as quickly as they could you're so. on hearts today you're on names today you're on fucking anchors today you're on life rings or whatever they're called however sailors in the future are going to look at other sailors with the same exact tattoo and know that they were in the same port and more than likely right. at the same time out of the thousands of other sailors there and of the whole entire world that they could have been it's one of those well, and like, that's why i, I think i know, know kind of right things. Well, that's why I think the flash still works. Like, if you go to a convention and it's like, no, this is this convention's flashy. This is the Ohio Tattoo Flash Day. This is the, this. Now, you can't do Friday the 13th. It's washed. Everybody does it. But, like, when you get a flash sheet from an artist that's at a convention, that's tattoos that were previously drawn specifically for that convention that they're pumped on doing. What What's wrong with, with if you like the art that, I don't understand how that's become a, a well, it was just flash kind of comment. It, it's it's less than positive. I don't want to say it's negative, but it's less than positive now when people people kind of frown on that. I don't I don't understand that. I've got flash and love my flash because of what it means. Things it's it's uppity to think that like flash tattoos don't have their place at the at the core of tattooing. Tattooing is a folk art first. It's art that was passed back and forth yeah. and. You know, nobody necessarily claimed one way to make the cherry blossom or one way to draw the sparrow or, one, you know what I mean? Like there were variations, like it was all pretty similar, you know, the symbolism, the imagery was pretty much the same, but like symbolism. Yeah. It, I don't know. Uh, it, what, what was the symbology of the sparrow? It's <laughs> always been a folk art and it's just in like probably the last 15 or 20 years maybe 30 years we'll go back to the 90s that it's been being taken seriously as a fine art and being like like the, the tattoo artists are being called tattoo artists and we are being respected as artists and our work is being shared and we're working outside of the, the tattoos we're making we're working on canvas or we're sculpting or we're you know did you see Jerb's paintings at the Hyatt no not yet I want to go see where they are uh, Derb was gracious enough to be able to contribute some art to the uh, Hyatt Regency where we have Hell City, and it's hanging somewhere. And I would, I would like to go find it. But it's in one of the main hallways. It's gotta be. Well, let's go take our picture by it. Yeah, we should go. We'll go on it down. Um, sorry, funny trip. No, that's a that's a great thing to mention. That could be a little field trip we could take. Little segment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm in. I'm in. 
guys would be amazed at what that building looks like when it's not Hell City. We yeah. can actually like just take a walk through when it's and like normal. This is, a this is another hallway room. This doesn't have any music playing or art <laughs> at all. It's actually hard to get the lay of the land of that place because with with Hell City, there's there's marks. There's this is where this is. This is where this needs set up. This is where. And without all those marks something that either has health city or the flames or that year's print like you can't look anywhere and not see something that's not health city and if you don't see something you're going to see an arrow that's pointing you to where that goes you're going the wrong way yeah well and it's all a loop and once you realize that it becomes much less scary too so yeah. you could take that back hallway to your advantage to get to the smoking area this I real socialization often zone not, yeah often but once you realize it's a loop you're golden so now the Biltmore, on the other hand, some people have been there many, many years and still don't know the lay of the land. And they just like follow mm -hmm. other tattooed people coming and going. It's, it's kind of like an ebb and flow. The there whole day. is a maze. Okay. Some people call it a garden. I call it a desert torture maze. Um, in between the availability of sleeping places there and where the convention is. It's all on property, yes, but it is a sprawling resort with lots of buildings. How many pools? Oh, I can't remember. Okay, right a now. fucking bunch. There's like eight. I yeah, I was gonna say eight or nine. I can't remember for sure, but there's a lot. So like, you can't say we're going to the pool, right? So when you're available oh, pathways, you're or you're going to the Maryland pool, or you're going to one of the private oasis or the side or the indoor or is there an indoor pool? There? I don't think so. think so. It's always Arizona there. They don't need an indoor pool. Anyway, so my point is, is there is a ton of spider webs of paths to choose from. So the trick is finding the path to the convention center. And once you're there, you're good. But there's just, it's such a, a, a immense property. Um, and again, where you enter is always different and where 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 the availability of sleeping positions is always there because there's a couple of different towers. There's the main room. There's the main hotel. There's the there's the back towers. There's all there's the, the villas. There's sketchy back way. I won't see your sketchy back way. That's our secret back way. We start talking about it. It won't be secret anymore. It'll probably be more sketchy. Anyway, I'll be. It's all good. But yeah, yeah. Convention line. Woods. I feel like there's definitely a lot of conventions coming up that I would like to at least go to for a Saturday. Um, pop up video. Pop into. Um, trying to get a list together, which shows those will be for sure. But I definitely want to start traveling a little bit more. Um, it's really easy to get like footage when we're doing TrueTube stuff. When I'm just kind of like the backup person in case like somebody has a random specific question, and Jess right. and Brian are like, "Fun!" I'm there to run my mouth. Right. Um, <laughs> so it's really easy to just like go around and get footage during the downtime when like, I know nobody needs help or anything, or like you know just strategic times throughout the weekend to catch progress on projects. Um, but outside of that, now that, you know, we don't have a ton of events coming up for a while, I want to continue like the momentum on just sharing, um, 
convention coverage. So yeah. um, probably within the next couple of the episodes, I'll be, to, be able to share a little bit of a schedule for the summer and fall of Love which that. shows I'll be at. Getting coverage, maybe covering even more competitions that are outside of like our circuit of like, you know, the shows that we always do and then villain arts. There's so many different circuits of shows. So I want to start getting like further west branches of that stuff yeah because i mean we're in the midwest all the time we bring, we bring you a, a lot of shows but they're pretty much all the midwest like when i say circuit that's what i mean we're like right. it's the midwest circuit so it's a lot of the same artists um, and i don't mean that derogatorily but like there's still a lot of them start to feel <laughs> totally different like right. if you go to a show down in georgia it's going to feel totally different than a show in ohio i've never been you to a georgia I mean? show well, first of all, nobody in Georgia even knows what bio is. I know there are exceptions. I'm excluding you, but for the most part, bio is not really excluding Georgia. You. Like um, Killian and I would have conversations about that, and like he's obviously a bio artist. He works in Georgia, so like I, you know, there are some bio collectors, but there's not really a scene like there is right, here. Right, like right. there's a few weirdos that collect bio down there. We're here, like even if it's not your style, you know what it is. You know, people that don't like bio are like, yeah, it's a new travel. And oh, okay, if that's what you want, to think, if <laughs> you want to I've heard that. The West Coast is All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd really love to get out west and like just, I don't know, some of the black and gray styles of tattooing that I've always admired, emulated, and like worked towards being like that level of proficient. If it wasn't for the stuff that was coming out of the West Coast in the 90s, like right. the black and gray scene wouldn't be what it is. Right. So, you know, I haven't even myself been to any West Coast conventions, but I know they're going to be totally different than what we have here, you know. Okay. You want to go? I'm going to plan some West Coast shows. <laughs> West Coast, y'all. Yeah. yeah, so it's just like like regionally. They're, they're... And we take a train. I would love to do some train rides. You know, Chicago's not and... that far, and you can Amtrak anywhere from chicago i uh it's on the bucket list i want to do like a rent a sleeper car and the, the the trip is the train ride it's not that expensive it's not that's why i want to do it. and you can bring pretty much anything you want you have mm -hmm. privacy in your cabins mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm just poor so as soon as that's not an issue that's uh, like very high on the, the to-do list very high on the to-do list train tour you know, I always thought Chicago to New Orleans would be a cool, fun trip to take. That probably wouldn't be super yeah. long. I kind of been to New Orleans. Have you? I have never been to New Orleans. See, I've never done Pacific like, Northwest either. So I've never done Oregon, Washington, Montana, Utah. I've only done it once. It was when uh, Derb, Jordan, and I went out to visit Adam and Odds. Nice. So um, while Adam France was doing his residency at Sweetwater. Sweetwater Collective. I'm the wrong person to ask that. Say doing his reg residency, like where he was hanging out doing tattoos. Um, but he moved out there, and while he was out there working, Jordan went out, got some work done. Dirk got some work done. Um, and we went hiking. We got to play in a glacial glacial waterfall. Which Ooh. Was pretty did you drink it? So no, I did not drink it, but I did dunk my hands in it and get my dreads all wet. Uh. Glacier water? I am chugging some disease from the BCs, bro. Bring it to me. 
to icy cold water. And I was like, mm, I feel like if I do that, I'm going to be cold all day. I'm going to be sore all day. And even if I don't complain about it, I'm still going to feel like a cranky crybaby all day. So no, I'm not jumping in that water to make myself miserable the whole entire rest of the day. And I don't have an extra change of clothes with me until we get back to the car, which is not the car we're in. So I opted not to do that. Like if we were just like walking up to the parking lot uncomfortable, no problem. Was not nice. the case. So Jordan succumbed to peer pressure. And what happened? He gashed his leg open on the rock. Insides came out. Aww. Blood everywhere. Was it was. I have pictures of it, but like, eh. Not no worth, one wants to see that. Not worth pulling that up, but it was like a solid. Speaking of senior. Three inch gap, maybe three quarters of an inch wide. Yeah, that's a gash. Yeah, it was on like the front of the shinny shin. Where he was like, getting tattooed? No, he's getting tattooed on his arm. Glorious. So. Um, Speaking speak, of Jordan. Yeah, yeah, he hit me. Uh, his nuptials are this weekend. Yes. Yeah. So. His life commitment ceremony. We should get a celebratory video while we're all together. We can do funny. that. We can do that. Uh, apparently, there's going to be quite a showing there. I think so. I think I think as a crew, we're representing. Yep. All right. I'm gonna take. I will. I'll take the handheld. I will get irresponsibly drunk and make you guys take care of me. I found a lot of really cool upgrades we can do with our other. <laughs> she just completely ignored it. Just <laughs> that be, Well, I'm gonna capture it. We'll decide whether we want to share it or not. But I found some cool options that we can use on our other cameras. Nice. Put like a rig on those bad boys. There's a lot of things we can do to them that we're not utilizing them for. Then we could put those where our handheld has a built-in stabilizer. We could put those on a gimbal and they're going to be wonderful. I've been reading a lot about the capabilities of them, but I haven't actually gotten to take them out and play with them. Play date. Like when I first got them, I played with them. I just went through and like made sure the settings and stuff were all the same. But anyways, we start doing a little bit of homework and figuring out how to use the tools that we already have. We can bring a lot of really cool content together. And then soon, we're probably going to be streaming from a higher quality platform as well. Bum, bum, so, bum, bum. Get ready, folks. We be shifting. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw the eight-foot green screen in front of the stage when you got here. That's on the floor. I didn't. I just walked up on stage. But the possibilities are now endless. Endless. We could come to you from anywhere. <laughs> Beach in the Bahamas, the Bahamas, if you will. So what we can do is now when we rebroadcast our tattoo, I can get super recaps footage, and we can have our faces right next to it, pointing at the things that we're talking about. Well, when we do our, our our convention recaps, we can just do them on the green screen, and we can literally walk through the convention. Be <laughs> be like, here we are. Look at this thing. I like it. Boodle, 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 boodle. We can get a green man suit and have all kinds of fun. I like it. Put Kyle in green man suit all the time. So anytime we need anything adjusted, all you'll see is this tiny little <laughs> floating eyeballs. <laughs> back off the screen. You'll just see these bright lights looking at everything tucked back away. Ah, that's going to happen. So yeah, I think we got some tricks up for sleeve. Nice. So what's going on in Ben's tatty world? We got to get you in sometime soon. I am, I am fucking tatty void. I've been tattooing a while. 
So I bit the bullet and I started paying for Gaia on my Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. You know, the spiritual hippy dippy mm -hmm. new age science channel. Something Anyways, they have a series about uh basically like the sacred geometry that I like to tattoo and play in. And I've been playing it in the background. And the way this guy describes geometric shapes, just it's like the equivalent to David Attenborough describing a hummingbird. Oh, I was supposed to ask you because the, the only person I've had tattoo talks with has been Maddie. And she is going to do a little goober on me. <laughs> but she wanted to make sure that if we use this spot right here, we're not encroaching on what you're doing. No, I'll just tuck into it. You know me. Well, I didn't know if there was a plan. And I said 98% sure that what's supposed to be there is, supposed, is there. If not, we can find another that size hole. I feel like that would be appropriate. Like we could just bring the background in, tie it all together. What's well, kind of the sporadic area? So. Well, like, see how I brought this background in and this mm -hmm. background in. That's what I would do. Like, once she puts this guy here, I'll just bring the space in and get as close to your hiker as you want and tie right into the other colors. You I know, just wanted I to make sure you didn't have another gap filler baker for all I care. <laughs> I'm going to make it all connect and well, look I mean, like it's supposed to be together. At this point in my collection, that's kind of what we're doing. We're we're kind of just you have some big meaty places still. I do. We got some pits to do and some some stomach stuff to do, but it's not most of it is planned for it's just doing it it's just doing it that's the hard part um my belly is the next thing i want tattooed and i, I probably will jump into my hand first i gotta lose like 20 pounds i want fewer inches i want fewer <laughs> inches to be tattooed i should have thought about that when i tattooed my back Man, that would have been the smart thing. Like, hold on, bro. I'm going to diet for six months first. We're, we're trimming this thing down. I remember showing up and seeing the stencil. And I was like, no way that's going to fit my back. And he's like, hey, so remember when we took pictures of your back? Well, it's a measuring grid. This is exactly the right size. And I'm like, fuck off. And it was just, I was like, no. Yeah, when I saw how big sad. the stencil was for mine, I was like, that thing's as tall as I am. And Russ was like, eh, it's about half as tall as you are. Fair, fair, right, fair, right. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't, no, no, I should have thought to lose weight first. You're a genius. <laughs> You're a genius. It's not like a huge amount I want to lose, but I do got to get back in shape. There's no reason to. Actually, there is. I'll tell you the reason. You know what it is? Heavy Uber whipping eats. cream in your coffee? No, it's Uber Eats. Lie person. I love the heavy whipping cream in my coffee. Yeah, That's yeah. like the equivalent to breakfast. I'm not going to beat myself up for, for those calories. I would, I would rather like, have... You will not shame yeah. my coffee, yeah. sir. Like, <laughs> if we're talking about, like, caloric intake like i would rather have that's probably the healthiest fat that i consume all day you know as far as how my body's using it um i feel like i've been talking about this a lot but like anybody that has kids common sense tells you like if you get vitamin d milk for your children's bone health and their brain health why wouldn't you consider that like continue that for life i mean i know there's the argument that like humans aren't intended to drink dairy all along but like if that's the healthiest fat for a developing brain, shouldn't that be the healthiest fat for our brains always? Like in moderation, you know what I mean? Like I know I consume 
whipping cream all day long. So I'm not going to sit down and indulge in a giant bowl of ice cream before I go to bed. I might have like the tiniest right. little scoop with some banana clusters, but mm -hmm. like now we're talking bananas, caramel sauce, all different. <laughs> Sorry. First off, sorry. Yes. Butterscotch rum. You can only think about food now. I mean, I forgot what I was going to say. Anyway, um, so I'm, I can't handle the lactose. So I can't have cream all day. So, like, I can have a little bit, a little something, a little cream, maybe, but like, nope, it's not my jam. So I don't. You can get fats other way. There's lots of natural fats, there's lots of natural oils, there's lots of that, like, but my body runs great on carbs as well. Like I can right? do just whipping cream and carbs all day and be fine. But it's also easy less. to indulge yeah. in carbs. Yeah. Like I would rather, like for instance, I feel like I feel better after I eat like rice and rice noodles and a Vietnamese rice noodle bowl with shrimp than getting like fried chicken and fried French fries. Got and fried bacon. Got ramen last night, and they have duck fat fried chicken, and they would put it in the soup, or they would just bring it to you. And I was very happy about my choices. So I'm just saying, I'm not gonna knock any of the words coming out of your mouth. Big fan. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to get in a little bit better shape before I get my belly tattooed. Like. I do need to get in shape just for like general health, but um, well, I'm kind of scared about my belly. So I feel like the smaller it is, the fewer square inches, the less work there is to do. Um, I feel like, not that I, I, I really only like 20 pounds overweight. Like I think you have be, but... had pain mm, equivalent tattoos of the belly. I don't think I you've Oh, that's why I consciously wanted to be smaller. Like, if my back were as wide as it is now, don't crack any jokes, public. <laughs> public? <laughs> Private? No, I can make them all. Uh, I feel like it would have just been more inches, and Russ would have just been tattooing, hurting me longer. Fair bet. Fair bet. I fully, fully understand. So, also, I don't know. See, I got my stomach tattooed. Um, and they were 38 specials, but now with dad bod, the 44 longs. <laughs> I have pistols on my stomach. Wow, ben. people, there's pistols, and they got bigger. That's the joke. Um, wow, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I hear you, yeah, but I really, I really want my cold to do my belly. I know it's going to be a process, I know it's going to be multiple sessions multiple layers all the things i know his work is tedious um mm. man i just think it's like it'll be the perfect thing to complete my torso uh, i do have one piece that's incomplete maybe i could get that one done in the near future but i have a black and gray piece that's been started on my rib cage for like a long time bye AJ McMillan, he is currently at Evolved. He was AJ at... McMillan was in my garage not three weeks ago looking at my motorcycle. Kidding. Yeah. Yeah. So he started it when he was at High Street Tattoo years ago. And on one of our appointments, I had to cancel because I ended up being out of town like three days longer than I initially had planned. Like, I can't remember what had happened. I 
don't it was so long ago I don't remember the specifics but anyways I always intended to reschedule with him and when I finally got around to it he was no longer at high street and then <laughs> years later it's like oh there's AJ there he is yeah well, so the only open project I have right now is yours well we need to get on that soon I'll let you homie holla, holla. You want to do it on cast next week? On show? Yeah. Potentially, if you're down, we could do that. We haven't done really a lot of uh, live caddy time lately. Um, I am currently seeking employment. So as long as there's not like a, hey, I have to go work in a salt mine situation in the next week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can let that ride. I don't think you're going to be working in a salt mine in Ohio. It was a figure of speech. <laughs> i mean but, maybe but i mean i bet you we could find salt in ohio I mean, there's, there's a lot of shitty people like here there's salt everywhere away from the shop that big white mound that is fair yeah, that that's that's huge. owned by odot though they put it on the road well yeah but that's the closest thing i could consider like if you're if you're not surfing there you're not like walking through any swamps or anything even if you're walking through swamps put some waders on boy what are you doing I got deep fast pause. What are you doing? I got real skin in danger. I got real left field real fast. Like, that gross. I don't think you would be even having your bare legs in for your tattoo to be in danger. So pants. Wear pants and you'll be fine. I'm just um a couple of the positions that I looked at were in uh manufacturing facilities that do like CNC work mm -hmm. and it would be a very not clean environment. Mm -hmm. that really be the only thing that i could think of so yeah well that kind of not clean like there's there's this funny there's this funny there's a funny specific filth to a metal shop <laughs> because it's not really like it looks dirty it smells metally and dirty but it's really like the um hydraulic fluid that yep. it's like the lubricating yep. fluid that's or, like, long into the air buffing and polishing compounds yep. but like as those chemicals do their jobs they pick up microscopic particles of the metal that metal oxidizes smells gross so like i mean yes they're dirty but it's not sewage dirty for sure um, like are you gonna if you have a job like that are you always gonna have stained black fingernails and cuticles on the underneath absolutely because that's just what happens but it's not the same as like built for sure it's really like, um i i had an offer to go back into the trade industries and was kind of like you know Okay, with not being dirty, it'll all come together. It'll all come together. What if you just started a service for injured tattooers where you just like show up and you stretch? <laughs> I am your pro skin stretcher. Um, I don't know if that service is that marketable. I bet it is um just talking about guy being injured he has local artists rotating in and out just to stretch for him right now right but i just mean as like a, a viable life money kind of thing That's i think fair. the startup of professional skin stretcher might be a slow start mm -hmm. i'd have to prove myself i'd have to get some rep there'd have to be a lot of video now so what i have That's thought fair. about doing though is and we got to keep this between us guys okay still in the works don't tell anybody handy as fuck 
right? So am I a pro? No, but I'm handy as fuck. You want to start a little? Am I a professional landscaper? No, but I'll cut your fucking grass. I'm handy as fuck. You know what I mean? Okay. And then so we can just list all the random things that I can do. And then at the video, will just be like me cutting grass. Be like, no, but I'm handy as fuck. My license bonded and insured? No, but I'm handy as fuck. Okay. I think it'll catch. So event, you're going to have to be licensed, bonded, and insured to do this. But anyways, like, you're going to be legit about it. Who said there's anything, like, legit about anything? When I was a little kid. We're doing it. We're doing a pirate of shit. And, you know, she was my grandmother. After she became divorced, she was by herself on this huge farm. Multiple buildings, 16 stalls or something like that. Big farm. Anyways. She had a handyman, and that guy, she, first of all, he was, anytime she needed anything, he would be there the next day. Sometimes even the same day, but he was like Johnny on the spot. If she called him, next day he'd be there. And I just thought that was a more common service. Like, I thought a handyman was, like, just a job that people had. Like, I was under the impression that that was just, like, a service. Like, you could just be a handyman and then, like, have a handful of clients that whenever they needed a problem solved or an extra hand or muscles or whatever it is, all the things, they would just call the handyman. And like, I just thought that's how it happened. You can, but the, the, generally a handyman is somebody that has worked in a lot of different trades and can do a little bit of everything, but isn't a professional. So it's that same, I am not licensed, bonded and insured, but I can get the job done. Am I supposed to change your electrical outlet? Fuck no, but I'm handy as fuck. I'll do it for you. Can I change your 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 fixtures? Sure. Am I going to rewire your house? No. So it like it gives you that uh, window of uh, of skill availability. That you like a husband for hire, but for handyman services. Bro, dad bod for hire. You just you just made my business. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine the commercials we can make squeaky hinges. But that's that's the whole thing behind handy as fuck. So I think I think leaky faucet. Shit your husband don't want to do handy as fuck. You know what I mean? And that's kind of the whole concept. But again, building a business like that takes clients, takes people like you know grandma that are like, hey, dude, I really actually appreciate what you do and you do good work and come back. But in a saturated market, it's hard to find people that are willing to not you know to to go with the the guy in a truck as opposed to the big service so i just think i would have a fun time marketing it and marketing it i mean i think we came up with half a marketing campaign right there dad bod for rent handy as fuck like if you have like college hunks move junk or whatever they are handy as fuck dad bod handy as fuck husband for rent no, because then people want gross stuff. Yeah, we got to. We got to. It's got to be like honey, but clean. Do you want to? Anyway, you want to do a capone? I got a capone. You can do a capone. I'm not gonna turn um, my nose up. I can check this little little guy away for later. But like, no I fun. think that's valid. But at the same time, like to start that up and to stay in the wheelhouse of things you like to do. Am I a professional painter? No, but I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> hmm. Handy as fuck. Yeah, we gotta come up with something. There's oh. a there's a whole thing in I there. I like the blunt vulgarity of it to keep to weed out the dipshits. Because then I only deal with people that think handy as fuck is hilarious. 
fair fair because there's let's be real i'm not for everybody <laughs> you know let's just there's enough of people that are in my market to be okay but let's just narrow that down let's be real if i show up to your grandma's house unannounced in in the taco truck like yo i'm handy as fuck i'm here to fix your shit some people might be like um i don't know you man my i don't know sent you no, you you, you <laughs> I'm just here to cut the grass or whatever. Yeah. I'm just here to clean gutters. I'm here to weed your garden. Or whatever. Handy as fuck. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, I think it just helps. Hmm. If Ohio State can get away with the best damn band in the land, I can get away with handy as fuck. But how are you going to spell it? F U K. All right. All right. All right. Or should we go F H Q? Regardless, slow start, you know? Just trying to go I would back need to some the work truck you'd show up in. Taco. imagining the evolution though oh it'd get a rack real quick yeah you gotta be be able to take your tools yeah you definitely end up with like either a nerdy van with one of those really cool tool beds on it (laughs) where like you could have like all of your tools locked on the side where you can access them from the inside or inside locks galore we spend a lot of time energy talking about something i'm not gonna do that Hey, anybody else want to take this idea and run with it? <laughs> Handy as fuck. Yep. But I think it was funny because like I was uh, polling the internet, like, hey guys, like what are some jobs available that are out there? And majority of people were giving me like, start your own business. Here's some seasonal idea that you can do. And it's like, like I hear y'all. If I'm going to scrape, I'll just scrape for somebody else where I don't have any responsibilities. Well, the other, okay, here's something. What are your goals? Are your goals just to have your bills paid, live comfortably, or are your goals to go out there and crush it? Like, do you want to be a workaholic or do you want to, like, that's kind of why I don't want to start your downtime? I don't want to start my own business oh, because you your own business your isn't a nine to five. It's a, it's a, it's a, a it's an AM to PM sun up to sundown phone always ring situation or i can go clock in somewhere and just leave when i'm done you know i have tons of clients who are business owners and i have tons of clients who you know work different retail positions different office positions um but some of my happiest clients are the ones that like one in particular he's a warehouse manager and he just has a warehouse job like it i mean it's he's he started out as just warehouse but like everything like he's he's promoted does and, he know. need a general laborer that is trainable probably but what i was gonna <laughs> say is he has one of those kinds of jobs where you go to work you do your job you pay attention you do a good job at your job 
and you get promoted, you end up making more money, you continue just doing a good job at your job. But the thing that I'm not talking about is the fact that there's no stress to go home. Right. Once you're clocked out, even if you do occasionally have to work an extra, extra shift or stay late or what have you, like once you're clocked out, you're, you're clocked done. out and you don't, you can mentally let go of everything. That's right. one of the things I loved about working retail. Like I could be on it and I like used every, every management skill and every like uh, like people managing all the all the things I used all the skills while I worked beside the people I was managing but when I closed the store you were done I was done yeah. you know there's nothing I can I'm away I don't have to worry about any of this until I go back in and then I turn right back on right. and I really love that privilege of being able to compartmentalize like my work life is my work life and I can do whatever and think whatever and take it easy, yep. play, See, run, like, work out, whatever. I could do whatever I wanted to on my downtime because I was carefree because I knew either the store was closed or another manager that was there that was equally as capable or more capable than I was. Right. So there was never any worry. You know what I mean? There was never any like lingering stress on my body. There was no like, you know... Yep. And my past several jobs have been, you earn what you earn commission on. So your grind, so seven to seven was expected. And like, that's, yeah, there's money there. But at the same time, it's like, I would rather, um, how do I say this? I'd rather not make as much money and be able to enjoy my free time than have a bunch of money that I can't enjoy spending because I'm always stuck at fucking work. Yeah. Or I don't need about work. I don't need a lot to be happy. Call. So yep. yeah. So we'll get there. Something will something will I've done a little bit of everything. My resume is vast. They're like the, the things that I'm uh uh able to apply for is pretty pretty wide. So something will pop up. And I might just like work at Lowe's until then. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate the idea of working at a hardware store. I know I never actually minded working at Menards. There were just some policies that made it incredibly hard to be management there and have a light. That was a like check in, don't check out kind of position. But yeah, if we're it might doing... not be like that at all Menard stores, but. If we're doing anything retail based, it's on a I work Monday through Friday, seven to three thirty. A contingency. Like if we're doing it, we're doing it on my terms. You get exact amount of fucking effort as dollars paid, man. You know, like if we're doing something minimal, that's that's you said water the plant. I watered the plant. You didn't tell me to fucking clean the water up off the floor. <laughs> like but I don't know. Something will work. Something always does. I have been thinking about new tattoos a lot lately. It's funny that you were asking me. And me too. Went down that rabbit hole. I'm like getting back in that tattoo itch swing. Somebody was talking to me earlier today. She's like, I love the way you tattooed just your hand and only your hand. I was like, well, I mean, my whole chest is done. Like, and this will be a sleeve. Like, there's plans like and I couldn't get her to understand like yes my hand was tattooed first but knowing full well that there's going to be a sleeve there you know what I mean right. this is the start of my sleeve girl that was younger than me I, well I shouldn't say obviously but she was younger than me and I 
she's like, everybody says it'd just be weird if I just tattooed my whole hand. And I was like, it would be like, I'm, this will be a sleeve. And I could, I just couldn't get that to sink in. Like, no, don't tattoo just your hand. Speaking of retail, the reason I did tattoo my hand is to know, never go back. Yeah, years ago, <laughs> like, I'm just a bad day or a bad week or somebody got under my skin or whatever. Like, I just kind of like throw a little temper tantrum to myself and like kick over a box and be like, I'm just going back to retail. I'm like, go have my temper tantrum and but I decided it was time to grow up and quit giving myself that exit strategy because yeah, I wasn't they'll, going anywhere. They'll hire you on so, the computer without ever seeing your face. And that's fair. Tattoo culture has changed a lot. And now I you're management I was doing. Same, but like but yeah, getting my hand tattooed was actually me like reaffirming to myself I was kind of in this career and in this, you know, this lifestyle that I've you know, grown passionately connected to, like, I'm in it. I'm not going to do anything else. Like, same reason I tattooed mine. Tattoos. If you're too narrow minded to understand that I'm not the tattoo on my hand and that I'm a human fucking being with skills and assets, I don't want to work for you. Yeah. I could never tell somebody else to just get their hand tattooed. And I, granted, I have done a lot of them, but most of my collectors are older. Right. And like set in a career, have their business, like, know full well what they're doing. Right. I'm not going to tell them no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I've had that we don't several times. <laughs> right, right, right. That's not where we start. I am an established adult. It'll be okay. I would never suggest somebody at 19 being like, okay, I'm starting with my hands, my face, and my neck. I actually saw uh, uh, what are the little Sorry. pictures on the internet with the words memes mm -hmm. the other day. And it was, uh, it said 2003. See, these kids take their shirt off and. It was 2003, and he's, like, covered in tattoos, head to foot, and then it was 2023, and it was a guy with two hand tattoos, neck and face, and nothing else, and it made me laugh. Because the guy from 2003 had no face or hands, but it was, like, blacked out everywhere else. Here's the thing. Here's why people that know better make fun of people that don't. Because as you get older, you learn to save those, like, spaces for the very best work you don't want to get that first before you've like met good artists and yep. like know yourself inside and out and know your family and partner inside or out if you even have a partner by that time like your life changes so much do save you, those spots for like the prime real estate not the first do you remember like sketching out what you thought were going to be cool tattoos for yourself when you were in high school and younger like I remember sitting like trying to draw what I thought would be like a cool tattoo. So I always knew I was going to get a couple, but I never thought I'd have this many. <laughs> if I would have got half of the tattoos that I thought were fucking super is. sweet, shit like that. <laughs> um, I used to um, not tag, but write uh, graffiti-esque. Um, and I wanted to do this thing that was impulse for a long time. And I still, I still like to draw it, but like, it's just lettering. Mm -hmm. And like, if I would have got that as a tattoo, I would have fucking hated it now. Like, it was a cool little thing to doodle, but, like, I'm glad somebody was like, no, bro, I'm not going to put Yosemite Sam on your face. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like, no, I'm not, I'm Good not, I'm not going to let you do that to yourself, bud. I see longevity in your game. Let's set you up right. I had a client one time that showed me a symbol that he wanted on his hand and he told me what it meant. And I'm like, ah, are you sure? <laughs> dangerously close to something else. He's like, yeah, but it's not that. And like, this is what I want. And I was like, okay, I've done all your work. 
and I will do whatever you want, but I won't do this. And here's why. And I told him, when people see that just sticking out from your sleeve, they're going to assume it's this thing. And they're not going to ask. Yep. They're going to shut down and yep. turn away from you yep. just because it looks similar. They're yep. not going to say, oh, hey, that almost kind of looks offensive. Could you lift your sleeve up and maybe tell me the story? And by the way, are you going to be able and to have that like, conversation with every single person yeah, that doesn't know what it that is? dawned on him that, I mean, while we were having this conversation, did I feel like I did get through to him because he was like, oh, I guess I didn't think that like I can't just tell people and other people don't know. I was like, there's I no plaque with an explanation. Means. I was like, I don't know what this means. So there's no plaque with an explanation. I just saw this, I would think it was supposed yep. to be that. Yep. And he was like, how do we know you just didn't get it done wrong because you didn't know anybody who knew no, that in here? I did tell him, I was like, if you want this somewhere else, like if this is that important to you, if you want it somewhere else, we can put it somewhere else. I just, I am not going to do it on your sure. hand because I don't want people to not give you a chance. Or people that don't and, understand. It's the same as the, um, do you remember the Hells Angels wings were popular there for a while? Oh yeah. And people would come in. not getting the symbol at all. He ended right. up, I was like, what's it mean? I was like, let's just do this. And he was like, oh, well, that's a good idea and right. same idea different people would come into to bl all the time and be like i want these wings and we're like no we're like these are sweet and we're like yep mm -hmm. are you a member of the hell's angels motorcycle club no yeah, I'm, I'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not gonna do that for you then like and i i definitely don't want to be in charge of that decision Or street culture, when they're like, hey, man, this is really cool, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yep. And you're going to, you know what that, and you're putting that on your, so no matter where you go, you're going to be a, hmm, no. How about, how about no's? How about, that's not a good idea. You know, I've also had clients talk to me about, and some this has happened with regular clients, even where they tell me this idea, and it's, you know, a joke or something tasteless or something that's like, okay, it's funny now, but like, ha 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 ha, what do you really want? And when I like have to look somebody dead in their soul and be like, do you want to tell this story to your grandchildren? Right. And I have to like say it in that tone to get it to sink in. Cause like somebody that's 18 to 25, like, I don't even have kids. I don't, I don't. yeah. But like, Yep. Do you really want to explain this to your grandchildren? So you don't have kids, but yet you might meet somebody who in their family, they've got young yeah. kids, and now you're in a family dynamic Nieces, that you never nephews, even imagined nibblings. yourself. And nibblings all over the place. Nibblings. nibblings and nibblings all over the place. <laughs> Speaking of, I need somebody to touch up my only inappropriate tattoo that I have um, that I would share with people, and I don't know how to go about it. My, one on my lip. Do you know anybody that would do the inside of my lip? I'll do it for you. Okay. That's where I this conversation That's where this conversation's gonna stop. But yeah, I'll do that. But because it's one of those weird, like it's funny, but if you don't know me, you don't know it's a chat. <laughs> like, but yeah. Funny. Uh, it's a it's a one of those jokes layered in truth. Do you want to explain that to your grandkids? No, but I'm never gonna show <laughs> them either. <laughs> no, or it's gonna be like, did you know that people had this? Right. And they're gonna be like, no, he doesn't. And it's gonna be one of those things when they all turn like 15 and a half and like, show us. Nope. It'll just Not be like you're 30. It'll be like lore. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like it'll be like Santa Claus until you're old enough to know you don't really know.
Um, I, I felt that kind of way about getting a bud tattooed on my chest. Um, it was a cover up of something else that was less appropriate. I did do not resuscitate tattoo on the center of my chest. Everybody thinks that thinks that's a good idea when they're twenty three. Um, yeah, yeah. To How say, old were you? To say my life was volatile at that moment would be an understatement. How old were you when you got that tattoo? Probably twenty three. Yeah, I was like, I was trying to guess about the right. Right, yeah, 20, 23, 24, right after marriage one. <laughs> I started doing my marriage, it's like a Dewey Decibel system. <laughs> yeah, marriage you, you, 1.7, um, marriage 3.642, but really, like 3.7. Weed's still so culturally volatile, might be the right word. Um, it's it's heavily accepted, and a lot of people are still like oh, a devil's lettuce. So depending on your crowd, that can be received in a in a in a couple of different ways. Um, and I often forget that I have a large marijuana product tattooed on my chest. And when you're at the um, extended family <laughs> barbecue, and they're like, "Oh, he's gonna what is that? A, that's weed." You know what's Oh fun? my god, Barb, he's got weed tattooed on his chest. <laughs> it's fun being out in public in like one of the situations where you're in like a swimsuit in public, be it like a beach or like an indoor water park or whatever. And like, you know, you can scan the room, there's other tattoos. You know, I go on about my business, but this I know this happens to you. Go on about your business. Even though you know every time you walk past somebody, they stop what they're doing and they look at you and they look you up and down and like it doesn't stop. And like sometimes their mouths are open because not because like they're looking at you like a piece of meat, but because they've never seen somebody with that many tattoos. And like for me to be like a woman that's mm -hmm. covered like I am mm -hmm. in our community, it's totally normal. Like we know so many people with body suits. Right. We we're so submerged in tattoo right. culture that you it's everyday that for us. But right. like in reality, in each one of our families, we're the heavy, most heavily tattooed yep. by far. So when we're in a situation where we're not with our tattoo family or our tattoo tribe, or like maybe, like I said, other people that are tattooed but have never seen like a back piece right. or a back piece, chest piece, armpits. Um, like, I chose to ride the motorcycle like this today on a short little jaunt. Um, actually, I think I just went to get gas and back to the house. Um, so I was only going a couple miles. Normally, I don't ride this scantily clad, um, but it was 90 fucking degrees outside today and, you know, whatever. And this lady in the lane next to me literally stops traffic and goes, cool tattoos. And I just kind of went, thanks. Cool driving. <laughs> As like the people behind her are like blaring the horn, and it was like, it took me a second to be like, oh yeah. yeah the person was with me was coming, and people aren't like, used to seeing everybody people. was looking like not disrespectfully, but like it was noticeable that everybody was like watching me and like well, especially get outside of the city. It bother me though, like it, you know what I mean? Like I know I, I know I've asked for this kind of attention, and as long as like. I don't make it weird when I know somebody's staring because I know they're staring at a tattoo they've never seen before. And especially like you've seen me when I have like a swimsuit on, my chest tattoo is bright. Right, like right, it illuminates right. my whole face because like I'm half albino <laughs> underneath my tattoos. Pasty pasty. Yeah. 
Um, well, and same. And and again, we forget that it's not as commonplace, um, especially when you get outside of the city. Like when I was in North Carolina, um, they were like, holy fuck tattoos, because there's not the same saturation of heavily tattooed people as there are in Columbus, Ohio. Think about in Columbus, how many <laughs> heavily tattooed people there are in comparison to, say, Medina. Well, it's like, <laughs> I love thinking about the time, and I've told this story on air before, and I kind of like telling it, so I'll tell it again, but it was on one of my trips out to Hill City, Phoenix, because I always drive out there, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the road trip I look forward to. I usually make a few-day trip out of the drive, there's a campground I like to stop at, etc. Anyways, one of the early trips, I just had my sister with me trying to remember what car we were even in. It might have been in my escape. I don't even remember. So we were in a normal vehicle regardless. I didn't have my van yet. But I pull into this random gas station in the middle of New Mexico and it's like gas station, sheriff's department, and post office. (laughs) So you can imagine how rural we are in New Mexico. There's and I needed to get gas because it's me. Because I'll look down and be like, oh, when did my gas light come on? Fuck. <laughs> so anyways, I pull in there. They've got the German Shepherd sitting there. And like the sheriff, he's sitting back on a tall stool. And he's already got his hand on his pistol yep. comfortably. Yep. Just like, and like, what is this riffraff? I can tell the guy behind the counter and the sheriff. They're definitely both in their 60s, maybe older. You know, I'm painting the scene for you. White hair, mustache. Both of them. Okay. And they both just like look me up and down and I like pause and I look both of them into their eyeballs. And I was like, hey guys, how are you? (laughs) And like just breaking that with a little bit of happiness, what I feel like was the best way to go. Cause like they instantly, like I could have been like defensive because, but in reality, they've probably, they've, probably seen people with tattoos they probably haven't seen many people with very bright tattoos because i'm in the desert right those colors don't hold and i'm stinking albino in the desert that just don't happen yeah like all these things we say in the mountains one of these things is not like the other um so that exchange for that brief moment was just it was incredibly awkward but it wasn't at the same time because i knew they had just never seen anybody mm-hmm. like me like it was yes. the first yes. time somebody like this had probably walked through that door and for me to be like kind and happy to see them and like just saying like oh your pump won't read my card and he was like oh i just gotta run it in here for you right. anyway. like right. the exchange was wonderful they were very kind but like you could like they had just never seen yep. anybody like me. So yep. that was a moment where I could have been offended and acted rude and defensive, or I could have just been like, fine. Like, How many hey, times have we said it's our job to be overly polite, to set the correct example for people that have never come in interaction to not have that negative disposition against people attacking? Like, I felt so out of place. Those two men are probably still talking about <laughs> me. Remember that one time we sat there and that one, she showed up with a bunch of tattoos. And their dog loved me right away. There's this big, overweight German <sighs> shepherd in the middle of the desert you know grew up with german shepherds so like i just i just know how to be around them i know to just like look them in the eye like be confident and just turn your hands don't reach for them wait for them to approach you you. it's okay 
my best tip with dogs is a lot of people like to walk up and lean over them. And I guess that's super intrusive. So I always go up with my side. That was the best advice I was ever given. Not like lean over, just kind of go up and offer them the situation. And then when they advance, you can kind of I changed my interaction with doggies a bunch, but if you, I feel like a dog doesn't want me to interact, I just don't. I just don't. I just, I just, do. I just respect cool. their space and I keep my hands to myself. But like, if it's a dog that wants me to, like, if it's right. a dog that is excited to see me, I just like drop to my knees because <laughs> it's like, all right, let's get this hug out of the way. Um, so have you ever like been traveling? So I, I've I've had some weird layovers in some smaller spots and just gotten like. Boy, where are you from? Type vibes, and you're just kind of like, I get that. Yeah, out west, it's just the rural places. If it, if I'm in a city, it's fine. There's enough tattooed people where even if I look out of place, it's okay. Like there's higher concentration. Right, right, right. We're like three and a half hours from nowhere. Yeah, all night from around here. Here is you. Well, we're about to invade tiny town and up north state. Oh yeah, but we're and there's gonna be droves. Yeah, there's gonna, gonna be, be a, there's gonna be waves of us. Well, that's not all tattoo family though. Oh, I know, but it's I'm just saying hippie family and tattoo family. We're coming pretty strong, is all I'm saying. Yeah. And we should go get tapas. That's all I'm saying. Throw that out there. <laughs> that was sad. Um, but I enjoy being able to show up at um a place with. 14 heavily tattooed people and then changing their mind on what they thought their experience was going to be um you know one of the things that i love is when i show up with like i don't i don't know if this is true for all tattooed friend groups but our tattooed friend groups very many of us smoke meryl pontus but we we got that sense like um loud about we never it embarrass one another you know what i mean you know that's very true friend groups, there's that one that has too much whiskey or way too much tequila yeah mixes jaeger with anything yeah. and just like brings the vibe down in any negative way 100 percent. that person in our group that's because none of us are drinkers <laughs> yeah but none of us are like non-drinkers either well, we'll have a drink you know? but like what I mean by drinker is that that's a lifestyle choice. You 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 have a bar where everyone knows your name. That's a drinker. Um, they, how do I say this? There are people that that's how they like to relax. My that is not how I like to relax. It's way too easy for me to overindulge, and I don't like being out of control. I can smoke a fat fucking pound of grass. And eat a sandwich and change the entire situation. It's just an awesome like misconception that like again, you know, we see it at hotels too that haven't necessarily hosted a tattoo convention mm-hmm. before where they're expecting the worst of the worst and we're all super polite and they make a shit ton of money. People throwing up in bushes <laughs> and right? in reality, like their staff has like record breaking tips and mm-hmm. everybody's ultra professional, ultra polite, like a lot of us have in that industry. Involved, like all things brought our own cops because we're responsible all the things they expected to happen they're like oh you guys are not scum and we would love to have the money that you helped us make again and that is one of my favorite things about being able to represent the heavily tattooed community it is making sure that when given the opportunity to not spoil our good name yeah 
like I, I mean there are those of us i feel like i try to be overly polite because Same. if if i do happen to be somebody's first encounter with somebody that looks like this i want it to be positive i want it to be like oh looks <laughs> crazy and weird but especially with lb like if i've got my kid with me like i'm almost offended when people don't follow like if my server isn't polite and I'm going out and I'm going to say, yes, please, may we, may I have, or we're, you know, we're, we're going through the motions and you're like, all right, what can I get you? I, and it's like, <laughs> uh, well, could, you, could you please say thank you or whatever? Can we, can you acknowledge the fact that we're trying to do a thing here? Can you no. interact like a normal human? Please. Well, oh, that's, that's why good servers make fat tips. Like, that's why we. <laughs> yeah no you're right um just because of karma i try to be i try to be, be reasonably generous when i tip but but i like to set that that double example like hey yep i'm a heavily tattooed person i am also a single dad i'm also raising a daughter and all the things we are doing we're gonna do to the best of my ability and professional not professionally but like you know what i mean like properly and it's it's it i think it's a lost uh value is that the right word values yeah i don't know i am incredibly incredibly thankful. i let me start over i am incredibly thankful that my mom and grandmother talking about my mom and being grateful for her again today it's like her birthday's coming up or something give her a buzz anyways i spent had lunch with her today mm, there it is um, but as an adult, I am incredibly thankful that they were such grammar Nazis mm -hmm. with me and like punctuation police with me mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I don't know any other way to say it other than it's like the perfect social lubricant. Like you can come and go from like different social groups and I hate, and I hate to say this, but different like class groups. Absolutely. You can come and go like people of different education levels. It's, just it's by a, having like good If you learn the default, speak. right. If you learn the default to polite and how to build a conversation. So if you say, I went to eat today, Instead of, I went to eat today, and what I had was pancakes and sausage, and the music there was great. We talked about the festival that we just went to that was in the country, and we drove my new car, and it was just a really good experience. So instead of just saying, I went to breakfast, you listed your experience, which gave several areas for you then to have someone else say anything about <laughs> any of those fucking points that you just made, and it's there's there's a way to structure polite conversation when you default to polite and you reciprocate in a like you're supposed to it, there's always a way to talk to somebody versus the thoughtful answer like no somebody took the time to ask you how you're doing tell them how you're doing right you know uh well and, and again that's proper conversation and being polite you're you're not you pay attention to what they're actually asking and you, and you mm -hmm. give a reason for them to talk back mm -hmm. and, and you do it in a way that continues. And most people don't understand that that's not something that's taught anymore. One word answers back into your own world. Did, 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 tink. One word answer back. Into um, because there is no default to polite anymore. It used to be rude not to end a conversation. Well, well thank you. With How was your day? Hmm. You You can't. You can't not answer that or you're being rude. 
if you ask me, how am I doing? I'm like, you know what, man, my day has been really good. I, I went to the grocery store and, you know, life was great. I was able to do these things. And yeah, how was your right. day? They're, like there might be a client I haven't heard from in a while and they might message me or uh, hit me up on Instagram or whatever. And a lot of times I'm like, oh, hey, it's great to hear from you. How have you been? If they didn't tell me how they've been, it would kind of hurt my feelings. Like right. if they just jumped in, like, so I want to schedule an appointment, yep. that, that would hurt my feelings because I so, took the time to like ask because yeah. I like actually care and hope things are well. You ever thought about this? You ever notice in a conversation and or a text message, generally the third thing you say is the reason for the conversation. So in a text, it's, hey, hope you're doing well. Today, I was just thinking about doing da 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 da, da. In a conversation, it's, hi, how are you? Hope you're doing well. <laughs> now you're to your point. So there's, there's, this, there's this expected exchange that people have lost because we don't have conversations anymore. We've gotten so direct information because of short text and on the fly that, that conversational skill is lost hmm. and you know this is probably what makes the art of uh consultations so hard mm -hmm. you know how many consultations i've had where people like have an idea but for them to tell me their idea okay ask them to type it next time i bet you it fucking flies out of them times because there's a dis like, there's a disconnect initial like their um initial like application for a consultation do you remember when you had up? cool ideas like, okay, so when you said this did you mean this or this and they're like oh well i meant this and it's like okay so when you said this do you want it to be like this or this and then sometimes by like diverting or reverting back to their words we can start building the picture but to like just get somebody to like pull those words out i learned this when i was working as a graphic designer that it was really an art to take an image that somebody has in their head who has no reason to know yeah. the language yeah. to get that out because they didn't grow up in the art world yeah. or design world to like say the things you know what i mean like They've never thought in this way before, but they have a picture in their brain. And how do I get them to describe that picture in words? So sometimes I would have to pull up a lot of things that I knew they weren't talking about. <laughs> like I'm checking this off the list. Well, yeah, it would be like I would I would pull up as far opposite as I could imagine that they were talking about. And I'd be like something like this. And they'd be like, no, I'm just like, okay, let's start with what you don't like then. So I learned that sometimes. For some people, especially when it's like the kind of conversation that is out of their wheelhouse mm -hmm. or one of those more awkward interactions, if you just start chipping away at like what they don't want, first of all, that's when they're going to let out the things that they're insecure and are making this conversation awkward about. So right. like, what, do you, what? why are you nervous right now? Like, are you nervous? Like, am I the right person? Are you nervous that this is your first tattoo? You know, I got to get that out of them sometimes. And then once they start letting the guard down, then we can actually like just have a casual conversation. Because you have to go through that break the ice process where somebody's comfortable actually expressing mm -hmm. themselves. Yep. And it's and vulnerable to get tattooed. And that makes it really hard to communicate too. Cause like you're sweating weird, <laughs> you know, like you're getting into something that's going to hurt, you know, this is a big financial commitment, like but that all nervous, the things. That nervousness and conversation comes from the disconnect from the keyboard instead of actually having to have a real conversation. So up until this point, their, their process has been through a screen. Mm -hmm. They've had no real expectation or interaction up until this moment. So now they've got all this information that has built up to real life in front of them. And now they're 
trying to recall and refile all that information from the screen. Mm -hmm. So because we don't have that art of conversation and we are used to information-based text and information-based emails and yeah. very short answer, no proper greetings, no salutations, just info. Well, and there is this thing that I do a lot of times, like before, before we even have the conversation, I've read the notes, I've looked at the references, like I usually even have them already saved in a file in my Procreate, ready to like play with and manipulate. So what and... you think? Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But I really like to have a client tell me in person, in their own words, not their spouse talking for them who might've filled the form out. Like I want them to tell me in their words. So even though I, I usually have a ballpark of an idea, I act as if I don't because I want I want to make sure it's their idea or a combination of mine and theirs. Right. But I don't want to take over and make it something that isn't what they would imagine being there or what isn't like their idea and then a couple steps further. You know what I mean? I do, I do, I do. Um, but it's hard to like get people to just say the thing. Talking isn't natural anymore. Well, Try to have a conversation with a random person at any location this week. For a moment, there's always this, you're talking to me? Because people don't talk to each other anymore. I don't think I've seen many strangers. I was at Dunkin' Donuts and the computers were on hiatus. And this became very awkward because the girl kept apologizing to me. And there was no line. There were like, like it's just me, bro. Their, good. Yeah, it was literally just me for like 90% of this interaction, but the computers were down and they're like, can you order on the kiosk? And I was like, I mean, I touched the screen and the kiosk was clearly down too. It was on a like, you know, the home screen and there was like a little caption down at the bottom that said what the malfunction was. I'm like, it's, it's a 404. But like these two girls <laughs> are just like frantic as can be. And I'm trying to be like the picture of not impatient you know what i mean like i'm trying not to do any toe tapping yeah. or leaning on yeah. one hip i'm trying not to like fidget with any like i'm just trying to like peacefully okay. wait because i just wanted a latte with a little bit of blueberry flavor so hear me know? out this is a four dollar and 78 cent drink i'm gonna leave you six just in case there's some funkiness just make me my drink it was so when they're back up though. ring it in and run it please it really was. and i even said to her i was like i'm in no hurry whatsoever because right. like i i was driving and i was on my i need to move this is my break right yes i was on my like i need to stand up for at least 12 oh, or 15 I call minutes those bubble breaks yeah i needed to stand so i was in no rush whatsoever if it took three minutes cool if it took 15 minutes that's cool too i'm in zero rush take your time you know i know how these computer glitches go there was also the craziest rainstorm going through so it's like the internet's probably choppy like just wait like i wanted to like just but who am i to be like ask the customer like calm down just be patient the clouds will move and the signal will resume just relax i'm in no hurry nobody's at the drive-through what's the rush like you already got their order being cooked they got their second in. the kids aren't impatient what do you need to hit this <laughs> that's what i should have done is just like my babe it's over delta the fucking nine i swear <laughs>
that probably would have been the most helpful thing but it was only awkward because i think they were just expecting me to be angry and were like prepared for I it i had Whitney's like, at the bar which time I'm, well i don't want to disclose too much info but he was like you're kidding i was like and he fucking leaned out <laughs> ripped it and handed it back i was like thanks for the big mac or what you know it was wendy's but whatever they gave me fucking rolled out right he probably got fired that day but live la vida loca man well in my ute i worked at a taco bell and then the taco bell that i worked at was um what's the right word notorious notorious for the um consumption of marijuana as not just staff but um patrons so your burritos were not stuffed with lettuce they were very good burritos that's all i'm saying lots of blue cheese lots of love <laughs> you know so like um we were ripped all the time and people would come through the drive-thru and literally be like Can we get a glass of water and then come back through the drive-thru with freshies like here you go <laughs> rips out the window but this was you know before every camera and every you know what i mean like all the time and the amount of things i think that um we got away with is insane just insane well they had bigger fish to fry back in those days. Oh, well, you know, there wasn't a camera every 13 steps either. It's true. We were still on flip phones. They just started coming out with cameras. And you couldn't tell what anything was 10 feet away. Couldn't do. You remember the 1.3 megapixel? I do. Actually, <laughs> I do. I do. Um, so you might not believe this, but there was a time before the Palm Tree. Mm. But I was a Samsung girl. They had this camera that was, it had like the highest megapixel at the time. It was probably like nine point something. But it was phone, but it had like an amazing camera lens and an awesome brain and camera features. Um, and then a few years later, I actually got a Samsung smart camera. So it's like a tablet, but it's got pretty awesome, easy to operate uh, camera settings on it so you can um, do a lot of cool things with it very easy adjusting like easier than i could adjust any of these cameras however its operating system is sold now i can't use it on instagram which kind of sucks yeah. it also doesn't have any stabilization but the picture to it is wonderful like if you're using it on a tripod it's fantastic we've used it as our backup camera on here and it's i've got great. a super old digital camera that was like 17 megapixels way back in the day and you like a big boy memory card in that sucker you probably still i mean it might be a little heavier it's but insane the photos that that thing took and it was old as shit like the same same time frame that you're talking about and it was like i feel like we really slowed that technology the sensors are getting a lot better and a lot more clear. So what was like 17 megapixels then we can accomplish in 12 now because the sensors are that makes getting more better sense. and better. So they they are coming a long way. Um, 
I floated through all kinds. Like I did HTCs, I did Windows-based phones, I did Palms, I did Googles. And eventually what it came down to is everything I liked kept um, getting bought out and not made anymore. Um, so it just was like, fine, I will, I will get an Apple phone and I will just become... Uh, you know, robot to the system. I don't know. I didn't have what, what were the Voyagers, mm -hmm, Samsung mm -hmm. Voyagers, or something like that. that uh, the HCCs had the keyboards too. They flipped up. Do 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 do. Yep, did all the things. Maddie's showing us a wonderful looking joint that she didn't know oh, she had. Oh, you want to show it off? Bring it off. Bring it on camera. You want to show it off? Show the peeps. Nice. It's gorgeous. Wonderful. Sexy. Vanna White did it. That's a dated reference now. That's a vintage show. Did I hear that Ryan Seacrest is going to be hosting uh, Wheel of Fortune? Are you asking me these questions? I don't know. You know, I daydream a lot of things and I'm only half paying attention most of the time. Um, I don't keep up with anything i'm the last person you want to the only reason i know ryan seacrest is because of his hair um but like i copied his dude once but like i'm not i'm not celebrity i don't follow i don't show current i don't watch live tv and fucking forever i don't i've always been a fan of kelly ripa if it wasn't for Ryan Seacrest being her co-host for the last couple of years, I don't think I would have any opinion towards him one way or the other. But I think she's funny. I like waking up to her. I like waking up to her. Um, like her her observational humor. Like some of the things the the rabbit holes they get on. And I think that's the only reason I like the show is because like what? Where is she going to drag us today? Back when it was Regis and Kelly, they talk about Regis babysitting her kids and then share the footage from it. And like, yes, we know it's all staged and set up, but all at the same time, his reactions and stuff weren't right, like, right, they right, were right. So over the top. And I just feel like ever since then, I've just been hooked on the way that she tells stories and just kind of like gets the day started off with the weird random facts. And, <laughs> you know, it's just a delightfully light morning show. Well, I'm not going to say um, that I'm going to probably start immediately consuming that information. Um, but I used to listen to the same radio show every morning for years and years. You get comfortable with that. You know, like, you, 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 wake up to. Yeah, you get in the groove of like uh, when I was driving all the time, you would listen to the morning show and follow into the next DJ and like it. it, it start knowing their skit songs and uh, you, regular guests. It's hard not to be involved. And then other people listen and they're like, they don't get it. And you're like, oh, like, no, no, no. You find yourself explaining a radio show to, yeah. Um, it's the same. You can get caught up in the side story, if you will. Yeah, I I don't know. I just like that light humor in the background. Some mornings I just have it on. I'll listen to the first few minutes and then I like put music on and just kind of leave it in the background and go about my business. Like, I'm not going to say like my day's ruined if I don't watch it, but right. um, tends to be a good starting point. Yeah, like, like you TiVo it like you got you got today's episode, even if you wake up late. No, oh. no, if I wake up late. No, no. Sit outside and drink coffee with okay. my animals. Hmm. Is TiVo still a thing? 
know. Will you record a show to watch later? Um, you know, I pay for YouTube TV, and I think that's one of the fancy features with it, but I do not use it. Huh. <laughs> there's nothing I'm like, I watch like habitually enough to, I mean, there's some things on like on Showtime that I'm ashamed to admit that I became addicted to like Yellow Jackets. So like, of course, as soon as a new season of that comes out, I've already binge watched it like that Thursday night. Same job. Night. That's okay. I just recently signed up to a subscription-based viewing system to enjoy one program because I am a sucker to marketing. But here we are. Here we are. It's crazy how many things I'm subscribed to Like when I stop and think about it. I was doing good. I had it down to two there for a while. No, no, no. They offer you a little teaser that lets you get three episodes deep and you're like, Fuck what happened. <laughs> no. Ah, of course you can have ten dollars a month until I know the end of the story. The end of the sixteen seasons. Right. It's not gonna end. Fuck. It's how they get you. It's how they get you. So Ben. So fun. How do you feel about hitting more tattoo shows in the upcoming future? Um, just kind of depends on the job situation or depending on availability i would love to do that currently most of the things i'm looking at i'm i'm more uh nine to five weekends because generally i have lb on the weekends as well so as yeah, long as we can figure that out all weekend long but if we could go you know I, i've done a lot of it by myself but i'd love to actually start like can i be real real tell me i haven't conventioned a lot I've only been really doing it for the past few years other than our show. And I'm already to the point where I'm like, one day's enough. Yeah. One day's enough. I'm not, unless I'm planning on being tattooed or involved in the process, like I hear you dark hearts and I love you for coming for three days in a row. But for me, like I'm, I'm kind of washed out by the end of day one. Like my tolerance for people levels kind of, not that I wouldn't enjoy all three days, not that there's not different things to do all three days, not that there's not, but for me personally, dealing with people three days in a row is too much so like i love the dip in absorb the day <laughs> hasta luego oh, that's fair because yeah that's a lot of people it just depends like when i when i have when i have responsibities at the show it's totally well, it's different. fine to be you got there something to do but if you're just wandering around taking it in it's like one day is enough Saturday, like, if you want to see, like, heavy tattooing going down and actual, like, like, the meat of the show, Saturday is going to be the day to go. Downside, Saturday is always the busiest, so it's going to be elbow to elbow. You're going to be standing uncomfortably in the aisles. You're going to be, like, the tattooers you want to watch. You're going to be watching with other people, where if you go on a Sunday... It's a little bit less busy. Big fan of the Sunday. A lot of artists are taking it a little bit easier. Fun free. Appointments yep. on Sundays. Well, they've um, also all settled in. They've all they've all done their big projects. They've done their focus. There's this is the last day for them too. They're all trying to relax. So the vibe's always a little bit bouncier for me. Yep. Um, <laughs> I like that. That's generally. Well, I'm I'm just saying like I'm not talking about if you're getting worked on at a show like if you're getting worked on. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's Run it. no no different. But like as the spectator, you have something as, the person, to do. as the person that's coming to view the show mm -hmm. and experience the show and you know, watch the side shows and the main stage shows and listen to the music and like 
you know, just hang with other tattooed people. If you're just coming for the experience, Saturday is going to be your busy day where you've got a ton of people. Sunday might be a little bit more family friendly day if you want to bring the kids. You know what I mean? Like to kind of put it into like, it kind of depends on what you're looking for out of the show. Also really depends on the fucking show. There's shows that doesn't matter what day you go to. It's assholes to elbows because it's just a big fucking show. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I don't know. Three days for me, unless there's a project or a, a, a goal. It's hard. It's hard. Except for Hell City Phoenix. We could just go there and hang out. Well, yeah. Well, hey, there's a job. 17. There's places. things to do. And it's glorious. Oh, and I'm just talking about for the goer, the attendee. Well, it's an all-inclusive type situation. Yeah. When you've got resort living for the three days and you're flying in, unless you live in Arizona, I mean, more things were like totally different. Too. Nice thing is, is Phoenix, like if you, for instance, we all, the, the, the crew, the staff all share a villa, villas. So we make multiple runs to the grocery store and we stock that bad boy and we actually like eat meals together. And I think that's one of the things that makes the Hell City Phoenix show even more special for I love us, that we have started the it. opening night family dinner tradition and that's I love that it makes me smile have all the regular yahoos in one building before all the uh the core group is there always early so it's nice to have that core group together in the beginning and see everybody's eyeballs and be like all right fam let's fucking do this <laughs> I love it I love it I love it I love it that and there's something uh, I don't know. I'm a chef at heart, so like there's something primal to Eating me about like for your friends providing fucking food after a hard day's work. It's that bonding experience. It's that extra time to tell fart jokes. It's that you know what I mean. Like without providing that uh, quality time, the bond wouldn't be the same. The time wouldn't be the same. The family niche wouldn't be the same. There's something real primal about making eating and sitting down and sharing time with each other it's not the same if you order pizza it's not the same but if, if you as a group decide that we're going to make sp- even if it's fucking spaghetti and everybody's every- contributed in yeah opinion. yeah like and, and now there's it's a thing it's an event everybody's happy everybody's chilling no one's expecting the world but everybody's living that like at mom's house garlic bread feel you know <laughs> like, just it's- thinking about the garlic bread <laughs> I walked in last year and there's just like a bowl of just heaped with garlic bread. I was like, oh, Ben's already not messing around. We went through it. Yeah. <laughs> bread a plenty. No, but like that's 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 important to me. And that's why that shows kind of because it's definitely a lot more of the uh family vibe at that because it's smaller. It's a lot more niche. Everybody talks about Columbus being the reunion show, and like I feel that. But it's on a way bigger scale. Uh, Phoenix is a lot more intimate. There's a lot more downtime. Since us as a staff are on property, we don't go home after the show. So we all hang out at the pool. We all hang out. at the, like So it is a lot more of a uh, family vibe. Jess is off camera staring daggers Creeper. through me. <laughs> Creeper's eyes. I felt some. I, I felt some. Um and that's why that's why that stuff's kind of cool. That's why even just being on the traveling team or going to all the shows and traveling and building that bond with people, it's that you see somebody at a show, it's a different level. You see somebody behind a booth traveling, you you 
it's the same as seeing the heavily tattooed guy out in public you've got that instant respect you've got that instant like camaraderie like oh you're stan fell over <laughs> you know like you get it you, you get to give that word of encouragement to the other collector it's cool to be like in that situation where everybody's in their swimsuits the whole time too because like you'll you can literally you can see other people's tattoos and walk your way to the ballroom and be dry by the time you get there or mostly dry by the time you get there yeah. and like every it's like people, it's summer people look at you because like they might recognize your work or they but it's not the same as when somebody's never seen this before like this is commonplace with this crew of people and we, we can just walk past one way. another without ignoring the like second take like it's a good time yeah then the conversation isn't just cool pets bro it's like ah oh, nice who did this man right where's he at right and you can like jump into the nerdy art conversation but about the art that you nerdily collected let's let's take a step a whole back we talk about conventions being the backbone it's because you have an audience and a, and a, and a conversation piece built into that without that let's get together and nerd out on our common interests it loses like you know why people go to church every sunday you got to keep pumping got to keep faith alive it's the same. If you take yourself out of the environment and you take yourself out of the, uh, if you never show up to the tattoo studio, you're not going to be looking at tattoos on your Instagram page. You stop going to the conventions, you're going to stop talking to artists, you're going to pull yourself out of the loop. Mm -hmm. You're not going to have no, that need for personal interaction. You're going to pull out of all your ideas because you're not, it's not going to be on the forefront of your brain. Staying plugged in. If you're a serious collector and your job is to amass tattoos there are people who are done fuck collecting in. but they still hit conventions and you know um i wish i knew his name i've seen him at a few villain art shows but he's got this japanese bodysuit that looks like it was completed in like probably the mid 90s if i had to guess but like it's good like you right. it's from the 90s right. by the way things were done it's good it's held up well Dude with the white goatee. Skinny guy with a goatee. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, so it's held up so well. And that's one of those ones that, like, you see him out every now and then. You know he's going to win awards because his work is amazing. But the thing that, like, some young collectors need to understand is that the work he's wearing is the work that the guy that did your work looks up to. That's like, who he learned from. Yes. Yep. So it's it's really cool to see. He did all that with four needles and five colors, friends. Yeah, five, <laughs> seven, there. right? Like, flat, even that's it. He right. soldered that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's um, appreciating the older work to me has always held its place because when you can really look back and see that early 90s work that's really still bold and true, it holds, and you're just like, Yep, I see you, guitar string. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, but like. Yeah. If it wasn't for work like that, work like mine and yours wouldn't exist. Like right. that was the stepping stone to get to what is capable, what we are capable of today. It's like tattooers and collectors, you know. See, scenery. Anyways, so there, I guess the point I was making was there's always a reason. Like even if you're done collecting, or even if you don't know what your next tattoo is going to be, even if you're not in the market, like there's this awesome community to be a part of. And to see collectors that are finished haven't been tattooed in years still showing up and still oh. getting in competitions and getting their photos taken and like proud of their work and proud of the stories behind it and like it's cool 
I guess if it wasn't for him going through that in 1995, would I go through right. or have paid the to do what I've done? It's the same with tying it back to the Flash conversation. Like, Oh, that's just another tiger tattoo. Nope, no. nope, nope. That is the cornerstone of tiger tattoos. A tiger and a waterfall and clouds and a bonsai tree for a very <laughs> specific reason. I don't know the story, but I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is one. He's probably chasing a strawberry or something rat or something yep 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 <laughs> and even that was probably taken from some book cherry blossoms maple leaves <laughs> everywhere no, i don't think there's you there's usually one or the other not both mm. i don't know if that's a rule but it's something that i kind of noticed there's usually one or do you the think other, do you think they require different soil types different seasons oh thought it out you're so fucking smart thought <sighs> Uh, me, right? So what do you expect the mountains to look like? <laughs> do you want these to be purple mountains? Do you want these to be yellow mountains? Are we gonna just rip off Hoku Sai and steal his waves too while so, we're at it? So what I'm referring to is uh it is uh commonplace for people not to understand why they can't get something. So if I were to go to my artist and be like, why can't I get maple leaves and cherry blossoms at the same time? It's kind of their job to be like different seasons and so why if i'm getting my heart of africa tattoo can't i put the rocky mountains in the background fawn oh i remember this story oh man oh, oh. bless his heart <laughs> so my client he's actually very educated but he's a numbers guy so i don't want to in any way make him sound like he's unintelligent he's a very intelligent client but a very numbers intelligent and he was showing me the pictures that he wanted and i'm like building this landscape out of a few different pictures on my ipad and i'm like superimposing pictures and drawing and i'm like um pulling like different scenes from the african plains into this because there was a representative you know his very specific african heritage like we were working with scenery from a specific desert even so like the limitations of the style of mountains yeah. were very like specific to like a mountain chain regional so anyways he kept saying no i don't want the mountains to look like that and he kept showing me what he had in mind i was like okay so these are the American Rockies. And he was like, yeah, I was like, those are American, not African. American like we should use this mountain chain. And I showed him what they look like. And he's like, but I like these more. I was like, I can do that for you. But if you want this to look like an authentic landscape from this spot, we need to use we this are going like we the can wrong do this way. side of the mountain chain or we could do this side of the mountain chain but like this is what they look like and it's it was a very specific like you could tell like you know where the like the plate cracks and right. like it's a plane that comes up and is flat and then drops off and so it had a specific look and there was a volcano in the region like why wouldn't you want to do the volcano like a little in the distant like but so, like let me shoot lava so it's like, okay let's have let's have a quick geography and geology lesson mind you very educated client like intimidatingly intelligent but with numbers so when i finally explained that this mountain is made out of a certain kind of rock and it's shaped like this and has snow on it because of where it is 
These no mountains are shaped this way because the like I just explained to you, the Minus clay the snow there on a previous Africa. volcanic eruption. And yep. and he was like, Oh, so you're saying I have to use the desert mountains for the desert scene. Like when it clicked and he put it into those words, I was like, Yeah. And we're like three hours deep into a consultation and we had everything worked out, but he was so hung up on, he wanted like the gray mountains with snow caps. And you I was like, should have done immediately booked a Rocky mountain sleep. The equator. Like there's not, there's not snow there ever. I would have sold his other arm to him right then. Okay. So on the other arm, we'll do a Rocky mountains theme and we'll go ahead and get that in the books for next time. If you leave a deposit, when you leave here today, he did finally understand. And like, we did circle right back to what I had laid out in the first five minutes. Once he realized (laughs) like, he thought I wasn't hearing him. Though. Like he thought I wasn't understanding. understanding right, right. I, like every way I could think of, I had to be like, "I hear you. I understand. I, I understand um, that this is what you want, but it's incorrect." And he, like, when we, when I finally like started being that direct, right, finally started to like sink in. And then when I broke it down, like, okay, geography and geology. Here we, Here we go. Like, I've never been to Africa, but, but I want to make this look as if I had. The photos that I have seen are not conducive to your idea. Um, no, I hear you. The funny thing is, it was the mountains that he got hung up on. The trees, he totally accepted. Where he was like, at first he showed me like a Joshua tree looking tree. And I was like, hmm. They, that's not what's really on the um, African plains. And I show them like the Lion King looking trees that like come up in our flat because they are broader and, you know, all the things. And he was like, oh, yeah, those look better anyways. Those look like they fit. I was like, cool. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and do these mountains that are actually like in this photo in the background. And he was like, no. What do you have in mind? Like, my next question was going to be what time of day? I thought we were moving quickly through this. Like, are we going to do sun up, sun down, midday? Do you want the sun in there? No sun, sun rays, light rays, clouds, no clouds. Like, I thought that's where we were going next. And I can't get past the horizon and the mountains. Yep, this is why I can't art for a living. This is why I can't art for a living. Because I would have been like, this is your tattoo, yes or no? To circle back to our beginning conversation, remember how I told you from like looking at these delicately illustrated lands, I could just imagine things right. that were tangible or weren't tangible. Right, right, right. right. Like, you know, one like, of these things are, is not I, like I, the I other. Just, I, I like put myself in the scene. It, there are just things. It's like, oh, that doesn't make sense. That wouldn't be there. Right. Like, and then I have to like back and figure out why wouldn't this be there that's like, my favorite thing about watching movies is being like no 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 that gun was out of fucking bullet three shots ago or like um those are snow tires he couldn't do that and you wouldn't want somebody to like accidentally have the wrong thing and i mean don't get me wrong i'm sure i've missed things and i've done things wrong because i didn't know better and my client didn't know better but when i know better when it's standing out to me like a red flag it's going to stand out to somebody else when you show well, this off that yeah it's not like authentic and i mean like i imagine showing it off to somebody that actually like took it safari through that same exact plane and they're like oh yes this is such and such mountain 
Are you blending two trips? <laughs> I mean, I'd be down with that. That's okay. Yeah. I don't know, man. Do your homework, bruh. bruh. I don't I don't get that. I don't get that. Yeah, it's just it's just such a silly story to think about. I can't believe I'm glad you reminded me of it because I had forgotten. It makes me chuckle. I, it's definitely not the first time I've heard it. I'm so frustrated and he was frustrated because I was frustrated. And like I keep saying, he was well educated, you know, like I was not talking to a stupid person. Right. I was talking to somebody who like they're intelligent to the point that I respect their intelligence, but it was just like how can I say this in a way yep. that is not yep. going to be over your head? Sometimes you gotta explain shit to me three times until I'm like, oh, you want, yeah, okay, yeah, we can connect the dots. Um, but like, if you've got an idea in your head and don't understand, you know what I mean? Like conceptually what's going on, that can be kind of hard. Because in your brain, this is what you've already worked up, regardless if it's right, wrong, or indifferent. It, nobody likes being told they're wrong. But at the same time, like that's why you're coming to an artist that specializes in landscapes. So you don't end up with the Rockies in the back of your, your fucking heart of Africa. Type. Like I can make changes to a landscape. I can combine references. I can do things like that. But like we can take one sunset from another scene, but I'm going to take the time to make sure that this sunset is going to line up with the light source and our other references. Right. Or I'm going to know how to adjust my light source. Like use my reference as my outline and then put my light source where is that, it belongs. Is that called like light theory or art theory? Or is that art just being able to art? I think that's just being able to art, right? Light only works the way light works. <laughs> Some people just don't get it. Like one of my pet peeves mm -hmm. is when I see people put light rays in a piece and they don't understand where the light rays should be coming from or going to. And you'll see them like <laughs> their faces lit up on the wrong side. <laughs> yeah. Like if you don't understand light rays, don't use them yet. That's like it's that really tricky element to make believable. Just worry about like where would that light ray be hitting? Okay. Put a highlight there. Well, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Where would that or like Ray not be hitting, put a shadow there. You know, you've already drawn everything out. Anyways, I could get carried I can't away. Just Sorry, and I, I, just, I just nod and smile like at could, you though. We could put color aside and just talk about light, how light travels. Okay. So you want to know something crazy about my back piece? Yes. So. <laughs> Russ and I, tra uh, I, I traveled down to Georgia to have like my consultation with Russ. Like there was no guarantee that he was going to work on me. We hadn't discussed any ideas or anything. Like I had sent him some like vague ideas, some pieces of like Frank Lloyd Wright stained glass that I liked, some other like architectural accents that I liked, you know, things like that from certain time periods. Um references yeah but there were probably like maybe 15 references that were just like different things that frank lloyd writes but all things that i like so we're having a consultation and he's like i really don't understand how i could make any one of these into a good tattoo and i was like oh i didn't think you'd actually like copy any one of those verbatim i just wanted to give you an idea of what like my taste was like right. this is the stuff that he's done that i like 
you know, this is the time period because he went through like different themes and like, you know, the prairie homes are different than the Midwest homes are different than the Northern homes are different than the Pennsylvania homes because they're all built to match their settings. You know what I mean? And he pulled all kinds of influence from surrounding areas. So anyways, cut to Russ is like, okay, all right. Have you ever been to the Biltmore? And I was like, as a matter of fact, I know. So he's like, all right, I have an idea. I'm going to message you later. So I'm shortening this conversation a lot. This is the Reader's Digest version. So later that night, he messages me this picture where he took the Biltmore block and like tessellated it on itself. So it's symmetrical in every direction. So like through the middle of me, it's totally symmetric. Right. Um, and I'm like, I love it. Yes, I love the colors that he chose. Um it had basically all the things that I had described in words, but didn't necessarily have a specific picture for yet. Like, you know, I wanted him to have some freedom and I love what he came up with. So I collect this tattoo. This tattoo is almost finished. I don't think it was finished yet. And Ben and I take a tour at the Biltmore after I make these two little ladies cry in the gift shop <laughs> by showing them my caddy. Um, VIP service, actually. And they explained that the Biltmore block was special to Frank Lloyd Wright, and this is why he had hard, such a hard time selling the design for the Biltmore. Um, but the Biltmore block is designed, I got to think of the right way to say this because I'm super baked. It's designed off of all of the angles that represent the like mathematic equation for the refraction of light. So all of the different angles on my back are the only ways and angles that light can travel and reflect off of and, you know. So you have a gradient of light example for every area that light could be on your back. Yes, but I didn't know that at the time. How perfect. <laughs> Thanks, universe. Thanks, universe. Yeah, like just like coming back full circle. To we gotta, that's why you trust can be like i in earlier conversation was just like light has specific rules it can only work certain ways and you know what a nerd i am for frank lloyd wright so for him to like obsess over those specific right. angles to build right. this thing that could then be made into all of these other things like if you tessellate this shape just right you can turn it into a phoenix which you'll see around the biltmore yep. in a few places um but it's just one of those like there's something that like tapped into all of us that made this thing happen. You know, we all had to be a fan of that light and that geometry that allowed yeah. this whole shape to even exist. Well, you, know? you, you had to trust the person, the expert in the field that you chose to lead you down the path. Yeah, and that's, but that's so, so hard. There's there that, that cool blessing of like the accidental, uh, you know, but I didn't, I don't believe Russ knew that that was the significance of the Biltmore block at the time. Right. We probably would have discussed it, but, you know, the way that I do nerd out about light, how light travels, how light moves, how light, you know, I don't know. I just, I get obsessed with how light bounces off of clouds and how the colors shift and, you know, for that to be something that I obsess over. And that was unknowingly the center of like the biggest. It's almost most, like, like the tattoo shows tattoo. It is. That's kind of where I was leading to. It beat me to it. But it's, you know, in the um, surrender video from uh, Jeff Bogway, he said it was like he was uncovering a tattoo that 
was meant to be there the whole time. And that's cool. Yeah, I think that's a cool way to look at it. And that's a cool, that's a cool thing when it happens like that with our tattoos. Like we can plan every little thing about it or we can let go a little bit and it'll be more perfect than we could have imagined to begin with. Right. And those are like the little blessings from the universe that like you know, in my case, it connects me to Russ. It connects both of us to Frank Lloyd Wright. It connects all of us to the aliens that gave us the ideas. <laughs> like, subconsciously, like, nobody sat down and got out a protractor or anything, but we, like, all creatively communed right. based off of this block that somebody we both admire I love designed. So, I love it. Um, pretty cool little segue. But we've been talking for a while. What do you think, Ben? What do you think, Fawn? 8.30? What? We've been just gabbing tonight. We have been gabbing. I knew we would. It's been a while since we have. We hung out the other night and we just like talk, 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 talk until I put, we put on I Think You Should Leave. <laughs> this shows a lot. I told you it was, uh, it was over just a the lot. edge of yep. everything. Yep. It was just, yep. But they're only 16 minute episodes. So small doses It's easy to bail perfect. out. It's easy to bail out. Yeah. That's very true. You get your little dose, move on. Um, yeah, it's been nice to just tidy talk. I feel like we've uh haven't had a relaxed show in a while. I think every show's had a very uh point for the past six or seven times, so like it's not bad for us, it's not bad for us, but I feel like the ramble show hasn't happened in a while, so it's oh, nice to I was, do, I was doing my best to ignore him. <laughs> he wants us to say his name on it. I understand, he wants it to happen. Um, yeah, it's been fun. It's been a good show. All right. Well, do you want to? I saw you do a wonderful job bringing us in today. Now we got a two. You interrupted me. I was right in mid flow. I waited till after you stumbled it and fumbled it a couple seconds before I jumped in. Seconds, seconds, Milla, seconds, Milla. Anyways, now we know how hard it is to do kyle's job when he brings us in hand me hand me a printed script i'll read it to you <laughs> i was winging it um, uh, i was also trying not to go through the whole thing and just hit the highlights so we need to get on the ball on uh maybe start getting a little additional footage and start playing around henry mentioned maybe getting together on tuesdays the world's really sure right now let's do it okay well big things coming tattoo collecting on orange all right we are we are thanks thanks all right guys well tune in next week um uh, not 100 sure what our show topic's going to be but next week i will have a calendar for us teddy blast and live and laugh we will start talking about what our upcoming topics are going to be Ooh. yeah i also had an awesome idea as well that i want to talk to you about off air off air ideas sorry y'all you get left out of this one yeah you know what i'm gonna say it on air why what if those are perfect out you just ruined it all what right if? join us next week to hear my wonderful idea okay see you guys